this is 372 pages. We shall never get back. <laughs> I, you didn't know that was the original title, did you? Connor Lestoka, who is also here with me. No, it was, yeah, it was Ye old Podcast. That's <laughs> how we started this. There's a uh, some housing development near me that add the E to the end of, like, wood and stuff like that. Ooh. It's just, like, endless irritant. It's like vinegar in your eyes every time you pass it. Like, who... <laughs> Who allowed that? Because yeah. you always want to add the E, like, you know, shore woody ins. Like, stop that. Yeah. There's no E. Yeah. Wood Hamlet burnt down last night. Let's go check out that guy who was disparaging extraneous E's on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, boy. I don't have a good record with burning. But anyway, this is the <laughs> podcast where we talk about uh, Petty books. grievances. Yeah. Yes, petty grievances and books that we... Probably won't like. That's the premise. Yeah. Uh, and, shouldn't uh, like. We shouldn't like. Uh, it, it's evolved into we're going to read one that we're, we know we're going to like, <laughs> but we shouldn't like it as you know as, as adult men who are you know reading it ironically. Essentially, it's true. And uh, I I mentioned that I have a, a slight anecdote about this, and so I'll just tell it now. Is that I um have you ever had uh, uh, uni the uh, Sea urchin, they call it sea urchin row. I guess it's like I, not actually row. I think only with when you've been present, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, the, the first time I had it, which wasn't, you know, that long ago in, in my long life, uh, was just like, oh, this is, what, what have I been missing? Like, mm. this is amazing. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, uh, you know, twas a brave man who first ate an oyster, oh, yeah. but then you eat one and you're like, oh, okay, now I see. I mean, that this does not look yeah, good. Yeah, but this is like someone, uni is like someone looked at an oyster and was like, what if we really yes. dialed down like the visual appeal and the uh, made it a little less sexy? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, the whole cracking it open and everything. We're going to do that behind a curtain like the uh, <laughs> like the Mormons a and Utah the beer. Yeah. yeah, because this is uh, not for human consumption. But then it comes out and it's a nice little orange thing, sort of orangey. Anyway, the first time I had it, it was like, I think a tiny tear rolled down my cheek of like, oh my God, this is so good. Oh, wow. And then you, you know, went, you go to another place and you're like, all right, they have uni here. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and like, you know, second time I've had it, no mm. big deal. And then you have it and you're like, a tear rolls down. You're just like, this is so good. That is what this book is like to me. <laughs> it is the second helping of uni that still delights me. Oh, uh. Uh, in a way that I, I can't quite express. And Uni, th this was chosen for a reason. Uni's not for everyone. So <laughs> Yes, right. <laughs> ah, you stuck the landing on that one. Yeah, thank you. All right, yes. I was Uni. worried you were going to venture into a restaurant that served it to you, and then you were going to be like, oh, this is the uh, this Uni. They, they got this sea urchin from like you know the, the hudson river or something like this is not uh... well it did, it did happen to my my dear wife where i'm like oh uni you got to have somewhere at the we're in japantown in san francisco doing uh you know you've been there many times yeah and it's like oh a sushi restaurant in japantown has uni of course it's going to be good and bridget's like i've got a couple minutes so i asked the guy can you get an uni out here he's like yeah okay <laughs> so he brings it out bridget puts it in her mouth and goes <laughs> 
grabs the napkin like not for me (laughs) and i tasted mine it was like this is not good this is off so that was the third uni so it uh, it does uh, there's probably a a a larry and denise book that i will spit into a napkin but uh, Uh, i mean you know for now i'm quite enjoying it it is it is something that is is bittersweet you know that they I mean, I don't know who the who the artist is that's comparable, but like to 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 flame out so bright with your with your so presumptively named book one of both series. This is Teen Archaeologist <laughs> book one. Antigua was both one, but to to be so ambitious and to leave us wanting so much more. But it is so great that this book did find its way into our hands because it is you know you can't buy it. We had one guy out there who I think had an eBay alert set up managed to track it down and thankfully he was he was willing to to help us out here <laughs> but to to have this languishing out there for so long when it's this good would be would would have been such a shame was uh was this fella a teen archaeologist who <laughs> uncovered this find <laughs> that would be uh you know utter perfection of course right yes he he did he did some digital archaeology i think yes and yeah, yeah right off the bat this is a tricky book to you know when we when we uh name these documents or name this file we're recording right now you know sometimes it's easy like uh you know ready player one connor dot wave uh or right. d- uh starlight dot wave archaeologists Big pain oh. in the ass to have to spell. But also, I don't want a bunch of files named like teenagers.wave on my computer. <laughs> when, when we make, this is this happened to me not 20 minutes ago. When I post these things on social media, I posted the interview, in, the introduction episode, um, you know, to, to the regular feeds. And I went on to, uh, to like Bing Image Generator, which uh, to, you know, use some AI images. And I was like, uh, a bunch of teenagers exploring a, uh, oh, okay. a pyramid. And it's like, <laughs> we have to review this. I'm like, God, I've managed. On a, I'm on a, I'm on a flagged list already just for trying to post this, this book. Um, Archaeologist as a word can go to hell along with rhythm. Yes. Just stop that. And stop Mopec this. is Unspelled, not. Unspelled like yeah. diarrhea too, which I'm <laughs> constantly having to type into documents. <laughs> it's not fair. Well, they might be. Uh, the teenagers might be ending up with some of that based on their uh, you know, water consumption, but we're getting yes, ahead of ourselves yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we should di- we'll dive into it. We've got some uh, a lot to cover uh, and... It's only in two chapters too that we've we've covered in this in this section, but uh, a lot happens and a lot uh, <laughs> a lot of our favorite trademarks of these authors. If you haven't listened to Antigua, I'd say go and go and listen to those you know six or seven episodes before you delve into any of this. But if this is your first episode, it's going to be a, of the podcast. It's going to be a good introduction to what this uh, what this journey of ours is all about here. <laughs> it is amazing and. Uh... I did most of my reading just yesterday. I like to, you know, have it fresh in yeah. my mind. Um, so I, I cram it all together usually. I just do the one reading. And when I started out, I was like, oh, boy. I mean, the prose is familiar, but the it just seems a little flat. And then, like, <laughs> three pages in, kaboom. <laughs> all right, here we go. Larry and Denise, do not disappoint. It was spectacular so yeah let's let's dive in well you dive in and and uh you know you get uh rebecca dancing in ballet clothes and you get the first sarcastically in the second sentence of the book <laughs> rebecca's brother thomas came into the room pushed her and said sarcastically rebecca you can't dance so, so she can dance like how is that you can't dance 
Like, uh, <laughs> we're going to get a lot of them. I think there were 79 sarcastically's in the course of the book. Oh, Sorry. I was going to I was going to test you on Sorry, that, but you, yeah. you searched as I, well. Yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad we got the same number. I'm, I'm using, uh, I forget what my reader is, uh, uh, office writer, okay. I think. <laughs> Libra office writer. <laughs> 79 is correct. Uh, they're, uh, but they're being watched by Ms. Pendleton, um, and uh, Re- Rebecca threatens Thomas that Re- Miss Pendleton's going to fly in here on her witch's broom and zap you with her witch's wand, you jerk. And I don't know if that's zapping someone into a tree or not. Um, that's incredible, that would... like right away. <laughs> it's right away. It, and the tree is, unfortunately, they looked around, Larry and Denise, in their minds, like, is there is there a way we could have a tree in the, <laughs> in the living room where she's dancing around? Like, dad, yeah, probably isn't going to work. All right, no tree for this zap. Sure. Didn't we uh, determine in the last book that when they were riding the witch's wand, they were not doing the standard between the legs, you know, but but they were rather like surfing it on it or something? Wasn't that something that we like? Well, I think we had to come up with it ourselves. I don't remember that they ever settled that. Okay. All right. They didn't say like... But but that was the assumption, I think. Otherwise, that would be too weird. It dawned right? on us that, like, that, wait a second. They're not writing this the way that uh, we think they are. Yeah, like a, a witch's broom. No, they're going two feet on it like a surfboard, <laughs> yes. like a hoverboard, I yes. guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this was my first, like, yes with 19 exclamation marks after it. <laughs> they, uh, uh, they said, upstairs, they have a third sibling. In their brother Billy's messing room, he was listening to music and yes. blogging on his computer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's delightful. It is a, just a hallmark of, of when these were written. I think this was 20, 2008, I think, or 20, yeah, 2008 and 2007. I think they, get, they got these books out within a year of each other. And this is oh, a good time. man, just a little bit later, and, and Billy would have been vlogging in his messy room. <laughs> Dang. But that is, you know, Billy had a live journal or something. It's, it's period-specific. And this is a good opportunity to, I think, discuss the uh, websites that someone sent us. Um, there's a archive.org, the Wayback Machine, had yeah. captured the the um, book websites that they um, <laughs> launched for uh, Antigua and archaeologists. Uh, I just sent them to you again so they can be fresh in your mind. But they okay, are... I forgot about those. They are perfect. They are... Um, I don't know how to describe them other than someone who didn't know how to make a website got their hand on a website creator in 2008 and created this. The one for uh, Antigua <laughs> has an enormous... Uh, red uh, fantasy dragon that is on the page the whole way it scrolls with horrible yellow text um, and then these like blingy gifs. Um, uh, the Jessica Alba one is making. <laughs> <laughs> so here, <laughs> what does this have to do? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it has to do. So Denise uh... created a website. It has like some fantasy elements, fantasy in the you know Tolkien sense of it. Um, that has like it's playing music the whole time too. These they take a while to load, but there is like a. Oh, mine's probably not loading. Also, yeah. a lot of my JPEGs aren't loading. I mean, this is the way back machine. Yes, it so. it, it yeah. doesn't load them all, but there is some like yeah. techno playing in the background. Okay. And what Denise has done there, she she adds stuff that like is a picture of a a kitten in a top hat holding a rose that says "A little wish for a perfect day." <laughs> Or it has, you know, like a, 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 a beating heart or like a cat dancing, enjoy your Monday type of things. Uh, uh, and then Larry has come in 
and added in there is a uh, a, a blingy gif of Jessica Alba <laughs> that says Jessica Alba and then her uh, um, her her jewelry is sparkling. There is a uh, I mean, there's no other way to describe it than a horny Tinkerbell who's like uh, two piece uh, bikini oh, yes. is sparkling. She's holding out an L for Larry, I think. Um, and then there is my favorite one is <laughs> where is this woman? It's uh, oh yeah. It is a like anime purple haired girl wearing a you know another bikini. You can see the strap of it through her like torn pants jeans, and she's looking very sort of upset and sad. It says, "I'm bummed. Weekend is over." <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry also added um, same an anime girl shaking back and forth, <laughs> a sparkly hat, long. You know, shiny, shiny hair, uh, rolled up shorts, big uh, boots, you know, construction boots, Uh shaking giant earrings at you and eyeshadow and huge lasses. Have a totally hip hump day, (laughs) says says Larry's. (laughs) Right right below that is another uh, tween to you. Yes, it is a uh, it is a sort of a girl that would be in a martini glass in like a 60s sort of thing. And she's oh, on yes. a pogo stick bouncing through to say, have a great day. <laughs> so this is in theory what they were doing to be like, oh, I should buy this book. That's uh, This looks like a good fantasy novel is, is these hump day gifs. And uh, <laughs> I should buy is this. Is that uh, who's just below the one you just described, Martini Girl? Is that Mary J. Blige I, winking yeah. at me and saying, enjoy your Monday? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a uh, right. party well, single de Mayo. From Mary J., thanks. <laughs> nice. so, so that was what these people think to, thought of blogging back in the day. Um, yes. So I imagine this is what their brother uh, Billy is doing up in his bedroom. Yes. Uh, and so into his bedroom, because uh, someone knocks on his window, was his best friend Brittany. Mm-hmm who is 16 years old and a gymnast. <laughs> Did Super Constitution, didn't we have a gymnast? Was she a gymnast? I think she might have been. That's that like, was one of her. I think that was just in a list of her many talents. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fighter pilot and gymnast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I also just so, want to point Brittany out that the gymnast. it has been 180 words and five characters have been introduced. So. <laughs> um, the way they introduce characters, they say their name, uh, how old they are, and then some <laughs> some minor trait of theirs <laughs> that may or may not ever come up again. But right. but this is a so we get this one too. Mrs. Pendleton sort of came in and was like, "Stop fighting!" But then Brittany provides us with some major uh, character color here. She wow. says, uh, "What are you doing here?" She says, "I wanted to see you without having to deal with Mrs. Pendleton. That woman is strange. She reminds me of a 19th century widow from Scotland offering tea and cookies for guests while at the same time poisoning children in the basement. <laughs> that was my first, like, we're going to be okay here. This is good. She re- she reminds her of that. Like, that's a trope that she's just sort of, like, encountered a lot before, and then Mrs. Pendleton reminds her of that. Well, I immediately thought, like, okay, obviously Miss Pendleton is from the opposing archaeologists, and it's a Mrs. Doubtfire thing. <laughs> Hello, dearie. Would you like some cookies? <laughs> yeah, she's what's Indiana Jones' rival? Oh, uh... The guy that eats Bellic. the fly? Bellic. Yeah, it's yeah. Belloc as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yes. I'll take that from you, dearie. <laughs> 
but yeah, d- d- but Billy defends her. She says, Miss Pendleton's cool. She's been watching us since we were babies and nothing like that has ever happened. She's not that strange. Well, and so we get this amazing transition. Well, she is to me. Hey, when are your parents coming back from Egypt? <laughs> I thought they were coming back yesterday. <laughs> they got delayed. They'll be home today. Uh, Brittany's very weird, though, because uh, so he's sitting there adding Mary J. Blige, <laughs> blinking and saying, you know, to his blog. And she's just sitting there. She climbed up because she's a gymnast and knocked on the window and he let her in because uh, she's his best friend. This is what she says in one running monologue. What do you be doing this summer? I thought you and I could hang out. Maybe we could start a band like we said. That'll be cool. He's still like, he's like doing the embed thing. (laughs) Did you know that Ellen had a crush on you? Rumor has it that she likes you and is hoping you'll ask her out on a date. You are handsome and a hot guy. (laughs) Please focus, Brittany. He's... Slams a Red Bull like, what? What did you say? What? (laughs) Yeah. uh, The character of Billy is yet to be developed, but his siblings seem to think he's a huge nerd because he's doing all this blogging. I guess that was a superpower of nerd. But, I, uh, you know, Brittany seems to think he's quite handsome and a hot guy. So that's Mm -hmm. character six is Ellen. And he's not interested. And but he's because he's in a band and but but she won't let it go. She says, do you think Ellen is pretty? She's all right. Do you think I'm pretty? <laughs> Brittany, you know I don't see you like that. You're my best friend. You're like one of the guys. So, you know, shaping up to potentially be the Timothy of this story. Yeah. I think there's another Timothy later. However, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if Brittany is going to be a uh, long-lived character in this one. Not because she dies, but just I think they move on. We, we do get a little sense of this is uh, Billy right here. Let me run down the characters just for everyone. We'll we'll meet them. Rebecca's fifteen. Thomas is sixteen. Billy's seventeen. Okay. Okay. So seventeen, and he's blogging. Uh, he says to her, uh, "Bye, Brittany. Uh, be careful climbing down. I don't want to have to call rescue to come pick your body up off the ground." <laughs> Very funny. I'll see you tomorrow. What is, is it funny? I mean, <laughs> Billy, it's sarcastic. I mean, it's, it's, oh, it is sarcastic. <laughs> Doesn't get labeled as such. Not one of the seventy-nine. But, uh, that's uh, that seemed dark. Yeah, like I don't want to scrape your crushed body. You know, Family Guy arm broken behind <laughs> yeah, your back, slight <laughs> twitching. Like Mrs. Uh, the, the the Scottish woman is uh, Mrs. Pendleton is you know going to the, drag her body down to the basement with all the other ones she's right. got hidden down there. She has a tarp at the ready. <laughs> I I do want to point out that, that that Brittany did come into the room and started playing the drums as well. She says, "I want to be the new drummer in our new band." When we started, um, uh, I've been playing my brother's drums while he's away at college. Um, what he doesn't know won't hurt me. Um, so this is three drummers, I think, so far, because Billy is a drummer. Brittany is an aspiring drummer. Brittany's brother, who's at college, is also a drummer. Um, and we do get more drummers. Later, oh, so man, the drumming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, for, I forgot to keep track of the drummers because they come up so thick and heavy coming up. But <laughs> but the drummers. So is that Larry or Denise? I, I don't know. We'll drumming? Which I mean, one Larry, is the Larry, Larry probably knows enthusiast. the name of Jimmy Buffett's like studio and touring drummer. Bro. Oh, know. sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also thought that what he are you talking to seventy eight to eighty three, or because t- that was a different drummer. Finn's tour. I was there. Yep. <laughs> I went to see him in Tampa, and then was going to Pensacola, but I got thrown out of the Pensacola show. But he's dick, he was not in this. He was not in the margarita spirit. I'll tell you that. 
what year did we buy that? The thing we bought the thing we followed the band. What year was that? That was '84, Larry. Yeah, '84. Yeah. Oh, that was a blur to me. Oh, I remember '84. Yeah, we were supposed no. to go to Paris, Larry. That was our fun to go to Paris. You came home with a Sprinter van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, but then, so that as she, as Brittany leaves, we get a all timer transition, which you and my I te- God had to text me about. You were so concerned. I I was certain. I was just like, oh, I, I I was obviously reading the ebook and erased a giant part of the thing. <laughs> yes. But uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Brittany has left. She says, "I'll see you tomorrow." She said as she climbed out the window and down the tree. Anthony and Elizabeth had traveled the world from Antarctica to India to Africa to Egypt and more. They had. They had that's that's how it goes from to Africa to Egypt and more. They had traveled all over the world searching for lost treasures. And uh, though they had encountered many dangers in their time, this exhibition to Egypt was their most dangerous yet. Anthony was thankful that his wife wasn't hurt badly. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Where? How? What? What is happening? They're coming fast and furious. He realized just how close he came to losing her. He grabbed a gold statue and held it up in the air. The statue, made of pure gold, was over 5,000 years old and priceless. It was the gold statue of an ancient pharaoh. (laughs) Both he and Elizabeth knew that this particular pharaoh must have been a man of significant wealth and had great power. So it's not one of those pharaohs that, like, uh, you know, just sort of, like, used, uh, ran a, like, a vacuum repair shop in town or something. Um, hey, uh, hey, hey, Pharaoh! I got a canister back here. Do you still yeah. fix those? Oh, uh, cord's not retracting. Hang on, I got a whole court here. Yeah, I, I gotta watch. Uh, I'll get to here. it in like five weeks. Five weeks? Nobody is in here. Who gets their vacuum repaired anymore? It's like I yeah, got, yeah, I gotta meet with Caesar. It's like a whole thing. It's like a power struggle. I, I don't know. Man, Pharaoh Bakutep's not doing so well these days. He's uh, <laughs> man. I saw him yeah. pawning his uh, his rod man. of raw the other day. Harry's not doing well. Um, you uh, you accidentally edited the text for them, I think. Oh, I don't think this I'm... is a... Both he and Elizabeth both knew. I <laughs> just wanted to <laughs> let you know that that's the kind of prose I'm, I'm going to call out quite a bit. That, so. Yeah, good. Thank you. That's Larry speak. Yes. Um, and then, But then we get this. So uh, you, you just read that sentence. Uh, both he, what was it? Both he and Anthony both, both. Oh, both he and both Elizabeth. He and both Elizabeth knew. both knew. This okay. is, so that's Anthony yeah. and Elizabeth. Anthony and Elizabeth Got traveled it. all over the world. Yeah. Anthony yelled out, "For you, we almost lost our lives. For you, I almost lost my wife. I hope the curators at the museum in Britain appreciate what it took to find you." Elizabeth, Richard, and the other hunters and archaeologists left Egypt and headed for home. Who is Richard? Who the <laughs> hell is Richard? <laughs> I have it uh, with seven uh, question marks. Uh, let me see how many I put. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I had eight. I was that okay. Kid, so I was slightly more more intrigued. Uh, and then the next sentence: When Anthony and Elizabeth finally made it home, their two youngest teens ran out of their mansion. So they live in a mansion and ran over to their parents. So Richard is Anthony. There is no other conclusion to yes. be made. So yes, they just they they had competing names going for this character, little Ellis Tug of War. They uh, they gave it a go. Larry gave it a go with Richard, but they they settled on Anthony. I as I I texted you, pretty sure that he came home. Uh, it was uh, you know two for one Marg night mm-hmm. or whatever at the place that's in that strip mall. 
uh, next to the computer repair shop, next to that uh, Pharaoh's uh, vacuum sure, yeah, place. Was... <laughs> Z- Zany Allen's Margarita Bar. And he was like, oh, God, uh, Richard's, uh, he's a good guy. And he bought like the last round. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to put him in our book. Gonna, and, and then he did a search and replace on Anthony because he doesn't done, know any. Larry. The book is done. And he's like, shut up, shut up. And just, okay, find all. And then he misclicked and he only found one by one. Oh, okay, replace, replace. Yeah. And then his head went down on the keyboard. <laughs> and that was the end of it. And then if he I, forgot that he had started to change all the Anthony's to Richard. So that was it. If I put the book, he's not. He's got a pinball machine in his garage. His wife <laughs> lets him keep it out there, and he said I could come over and play it. You don't even have to put quarters in it. She's so cool. She's so she's she's pretty hot. I told her tonight. She seemed to, she was into it. I bet she was just like that girl who's wait so upset the weekend's over because like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when she bends over, you can totally see she's wearing some sexy underwear. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, but well, then the madness comes quick. So yeah. this is just all start. So there's Richard slash Anthony. Anthony is the dad, and the mom is Elizabeth. They're home. They're at a mansion in England with their three kids who absolutely loathe each other yeah and i the, i i didn't realize when he said you know the british museum will pay for this i was like oh sure the, they were known for you know just raiding these uh things right. i didn't realize they actually lived in england so the, all these kids were, were were had accents as this first whole thing as they're yes, being yeah like, that you is know, not he's upstairs yeah. blogging don't you know <laughs> <laughs> yes they're all, they're all doing dick van dyke in their uh, mansion yeah. yes but here's the madness so mrs pendleton Oh, dearie, it was no bother at all. Here, Mrs. Pendleton, here's your check. Oh, my, thank you, Elizabeth. That'll be just fine. Well, I better be going. Good night. She left the Turner home. Several months passed. <laughs> Anthony shouted, kids, come down here at once. What? What just happened? They dismissed the... Uh, babysitter and then several months passed several months passed and <laughs> what uh, i just said hell yeah <laughs> that's that's all we need and uh, so this is like a story i mean i guess they wanted to do you know indiana jones starts in the middle of a you know he's finding the idol type of thing like so they got that to sort of establish that they're treasure hunters in a paragraph. I mean, they, mm-hmm. you almost died. It's like, okay, sure. I, I, we, that would have been cool to see. And also that these kids are at home and teenagers and doing teenage things. But uh, in, he does start by saying, get down here because like, uh, well, we will get to it. But because they're, they're going to go to back, back to Africa. Yeah. Or I mean, or as the Ellis's are concerned, to Africa for the first time because they were just in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to, uh, when, when they did get home, Mrs. Pendleton said, the sitter, Ms. Pendleton said, oh my, Mrs. Turner, you're home. I, which is what I say whenever someone comes home. And it's like, you know, uh, they, they give it a couple sentences. They were, kids were fine. They were a little rambunctious, but what kids aren't? And it's like, I almost died on this trip. I was gone for weeks and I almost died. Like, <laughs> so, but she just says, here's your check. Like, you know, why is your arm broken? And like, it looks yeah, like does she probably... walk in like, wow, you are trussed up from yeah. uh, your sternum all the way to your yeah. hips. Rare scorpion venom nearly did me in. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of necrotic tissue under this bandage. <laughs> I, I, we think it's probably going to eat all the way through my <laughs> intestines. Here's your check. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so An- Anthony calls the kids down to the library. He says Anthony walked back into the library and waited for his teenagers to come downstairs. This is where I remember realized that like the teenagers in the Ellis's mind are like Poochie, where they're just their their interest starts to you know f- go to blogging if you don't remind them that there are other teenagers in this book every now and then. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and the teenagers, though, like I. I they act. They do not act like you know teenagers unless you are you know have never encountered one before. It says, uh, "You're not perfect either, Rebecca. Why do you have to blame me whenever something goes wrong?" Said Thomas. "I blame you because it's usually your fault when things go wrong, Thomas. It is not. It is too." And I wondered if they just added you know the leading one to every teenager's age. There's you know because like that's much more like a five and six year old than it is a fifteen and sixteen year old you know kids who can drive uh, level of discourse. I mean, especially the the frequency with which they repeat the same things. I don't know. I I was, I think, slightly self-aware when I was like 16. Like, yeah, I don't really like this whole being a teenager thing. (laughs) But if I I don't, you know, with my brothers, I wasn't like, shut up, you big butt turd. I hope you, you know, get poop all over your butt face. (laughs) And then like the second time you hear yourself saying that, like, yeah, I better stop that. (laughs) You know, I'm... I am getting to be, a, I'm a teenager. Like, I'm, I'm not 12 anymore. <laughs> but they, they do it frequently. And uh, oh, uh, what is it? So it's sarcastically and then angrily. Okay. Is the other right? They spit choice? back at each other and then, like, dryly. Sometimes they're dry. You know, teens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. with, their, with their dry wit. With their arch, archness. <laughs> um, but, okay, so here's the timeline. They call them down. And they get in the they get in the fights and they say what they're going to do. And then Thomas looked at his sister angrily and said, Very funny, Rebecca. I bet if we fed you to the lions, that would just they would just spit you back out. The Turner family arrived in Africa a few weeks later on a <laughs> What is happening? The timelines. It's the middle of like a very stupid teen fight. So every time they happen, I'm like well, where are they going now? Uh, well, they're going they, to Africa, and I hope more than to China. Like, <laughs> ah, okay. I wanted more than anything for never to clarify where in Africa we were. Um, that would have <laughs> yes. been perfect. And uh, you know, we we'll get into it. The 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 fact that they do try to clarify that is just fantastic because the Ellis's. I mean, the the dad gave them a book about Africa, a quote, quote to read since they were yes. going to Africa. The Alice's did not pick up a book about Africa. No, <laughs> they they didn't, didn't even go to Facts King. They didn't even bother. Uh, this is a good elephantism, though, because they get to Africa. Um, the next morning, uh, Anthony kept his promise and took them on an African safari. They saw buffalo, elephants, giraffes, lions, baboons, and more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just had a pleading uh, in tarot bang. Oh, come on. You can't name them. Yeah. A variety of African safari animals, as Ernest Klein would say. Uh, uh, and then it unfortunately gets more specific. It does say that they're in Lagos, Nigeria. Yes. Um, which is good. It's it's good for our purposes. It would have been fine if they never did that and just kept it vague. But, uh, yeah, it's in uh, Lagos. Um, but uh, immediately... Uh, Baba Tunde? Is yes. that how you're pronouncing that? That's, that's as far as I know, yes. Okay. Uh, immediately, Baba Tunde walks up, and the, the parents know him. Yeah. So he's just, like, strolling around Lagos, I guess. <laughs> um, and they're like, hey, I know that guy. There he is. There's Baba Tunde. Yeah. And he says, uh, he's like, oh, hey, do you... Uh, uh, he, oh, he's playing the piano. The, the thumb, thumb piano, piano. Like the kalimba, I think it is. Yeah. So they're like, hey, what what is that? 
And and Batunde, Babatunde, sorry, says, it is a small hand instrument that you carry around in your hands, he replied. <laughs> it's small. Oh, I, I thought it was the size of a piano because you're carrying it. And very easy to play. You want to try? Babatunde purchased three thumb pianos for the teens and added each of them. Wow. What are, so they're, they're in a market? They're in like a thumb piano market? Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Is that? Yeah, it's a bustling uh, Nigerian port market where there's, uh, you know, colorful vendors of all these things. Like, well, you know, it's where uh, Indiana Jones said it's a date you eat them type of thing. Okay. All right. So, I just was not expecting that, that they were in this. But yeah. Where I, he just turned and bought three thumb <laughs> <laughs> Like, and the parents are just like looking on going, uh-huh. Oh, let me pay you back for those. No, no, I got these. I'm just made of money to buy thumb <laughs> pianos. Yeah, a small hand instrument, in, hand instrument. Oh, so do we like string it around our neck and walk around with it? You carry it around in your hands, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> I also want to point out, I I did some, you know, the most basic facts. I didn't go to Facts King, but uh, I, about Lagos. Uh, city of 15 million people. Uh, yeah. So they've immediately ran into a guy they know there in a, uh, sure. in, a in a colorful market. Just worth keeping in mind. It's a uh, it's the second largest city in Africa. <laughs> sure. So they ran into their dear old friend who they've known for decades. He's he, he visited them in England before the two younger kids were even born. Right. Right. Um, and he. All right. So I'm sure you have this marked, but this is where I almost just like. Um, do you remember how I reacted the day that I walked into the house in Nashville and uh, and you guys told me that uh, Jared Fogle had been arrested that day? Yes, it was sort I, of just I, like certainly. that was a big yes. whistling That's, and walking around the room like it's just a like, tent pole moment. It's, sure. it's just like this can't be happening. This can't be happening. That's how I felt. Just like I had to I just uh, when I read this sentence, the teens practiced playing on the thumb pianos right along with Babatunde as they walked. Babatunde said. This country of ours, Africa, is famous for music. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, you know, it's if you were reading anyone else's book, if that was real or fanfic, you'd be like, come on, like, stop trying so hard. It can't be possible that someone could do that. But, hey, it's right there. It's one of the best things I've ever read. <laughs> it's like Miss Teen uh, South Carolina, you know, like, uh, it is. and the it's... Iraq and... Yeah, you just have to keep reading and going back. Like, yep, that's it. I had to, I, when I read that, I then I had to check the the actual PDF scan to make sure I wasn't slandering <laughs> the optical capture of this. Yep, there it is. Oh, uh, did you look up all the kinds of fantastic music that are played here? I didn't. I, didn't, I, I have not heard of High Life. Okay, I, I knew Juju, of course. Fuji, I don't know. What is Juju? I mean, Juju's just African like okay. drumming music and chanting, right? Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't mean to be so... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Juju, I'm sure there are... Of course. Yeah, I mean, is that where this expression, bad Juju, comes from? I guess I'm sure there are subtleties to yeah. it. I, I don't mean to... I, I didn't look them up, but it is... I, I guess I was wrong. They did. They must have cracked a book or something. Um you know, or either that, or if uh, Jimmy Buffett released a uh, a Fuji <laughs> yeah, album, it. like after Paul after Paul Simon went to uh, South Africa and yeah, plundered I'm the sure uh, he did. Soto yes. sound. <laughs> yes, uh, Babatunde. You know, they're walking through the market, um, so he's you know he's got a lot to say to them. It's been a while since he's seen him, but Babatunde, please, one question at a time. <laughs> Babatunde said, "Hey, I have an idea. 
Please allow me to take all of you to a concert tonight so the teens can hear all kinds of music and see different types of dance. I promise you will all have a wonderful time. Hey, are you hungry? <laughs> no, no, wait, we're, we're still discussing the concert. Would all of you like to have lunch with me and my wife? Like, I, I just, just, could you give us a second? We're still discussing, like, letting our 15, 16, and 17-year-old go to a uh, Lagos concert. <laughs> Right. There will be 11 million people there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it is sensory overload from our, you know, I presume, uh, like, pastoral English mansion to get here and be buying thumb pianos all of a sudden. Sure. Yeah, people do that. The mom did that in the when, she, when they got home, just like eight questions in a row. It's like, can we answer one at a time? Um, uh, so they, uh, they, they agree, um, but they, they also, they, not, to go along with the questions, they say that uh, the Ellis's have that way of repeating the same thing, and we thought they were like trying to decide which one they were going to be the final epi- the final version of. But it says it's the kids' first night trip trip to Nigeria. Elizabeth and I have brought the children to this wonderful country to learn about ancient civilizations. This is a learning experience for them. We want them to learn about other cultures. <laughs> um, and uh, they follow that up by uh, serving them fufu and kenki. Um, yes for dinner and i i thought that was like maybe they they took a trip uh and to write off for tax purposes like just came back with some menu items and justified the whole thing yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty starchy meal aren't yeah. both of them one is cassava and the other is cornmeal uh-huh. uh so i don't know it's just a very starchy meal um <laughs> you, but, you object to that you, you... Uh, no i i just <laughs> I just noted that, like, wasn't there any, well, was there any meat or anything? <laughs> they, have a, they have a pretty long journey coming up, so they might need a carbo load for this activity they're uh, about to undertake. Uh, here's what uh, Babatunde asked the kids, though, and I thought this is, um, I mean, this is obviously fiction, right? They're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Hey, kids, would you like to hear me play my Cora? I will sing my family's history for you. Billy Thomas and Rebecca said with excitement, "Yes, please." <laughs> um, uh, uh, I got a. Do you guys got Wi-Fi here? <laughs> yeah, Start right. uh, posting my JPEGs. What is Brittany uh, up to? I'm so like I miss her. Like I, I would just. I need to know what she had for lunch today, and if she's playing the drums anymore. Like, I mean, that would be me. I, I on family vacations and as a as a high schooler, I was like, "Where is the internet cafe? I want to just go and email someone or like yeah. find out if I we got our class schedule for <laughs> for the next." school year baba Tude brings out his cora like plucks one note of it and is like day one of my family's history <laughs> and the teens are like oh my god <laughs> yeah if these teens are like you know sort of like moody uh uh my immortal style like yeah just rolling their eyes because they did he said uh let's sit down for this meal and the first thing thomas said was i'm not gonna eat this what is this strange stuff it's like you dick like wow yeah. yeah in a strange country they never told him that but he did it in a british accent so it probably sounded yeah. very nice i'm not gonna eat this well, why is this strange stuff yeah, but he did Bob wait is he, is he a chimney sweep is that what's... <laughs> oh no i'm gonna eat this stuff <laughs> What is this strange stuff, you see, foo-foo? <laughs> foo-foo and kanga, you see. <laughs> uh, but no, but Baba Tunde demonstrates dipping the foo-foo into the stew. So your 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 little uh, uh, objection has been has been negated immediately. Nah. All right. <laughs> Look it up. Go to Facts King, everyone. Prove me wrong. Uh, 
But uh, so the, the teens listened to the chorus. He sang the sister of his ancestors after Jabril. Uh, <laughs> he sang the song of his ancestors after Jabril finished performing. So, yeah, hey, Tolkien. You can take note. You can cut out three-page songs from your book. Right. <laughs> don't I, need to put it in there. I mean, I would have loved to see that. And uh, I'm realizing right now that's probably something we should have looked up on the dark web is uh, Jabril's song of his ancestors. <laughs> sure. Although, you know, that might be something Larry uh, needs to write and not us. That's uh... Yeah, true. <laughs> and then he says, after he finished performing, Thomas asked, Sir, have you ever heard of any lost ancient civilizations? <laughs> He asked that. That's, that was on his mind the whole time. Oh, but he's a so he's a, a griot, right? Um, and he, yeah, which is he, the family history. Yeah, okay. oh, that, ancient. That. And then he says Jabril got very serious. He asked slowly, "Ancient civilizations, huh?" <laughs> which, of course, <laughs> wasn't that was that in Wayne's World or something? That's how I, I knew about it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Call it was like, a. It, it was a commercial from like the early 70s that ran for like 12 years. Wow. And it was a Chinese laundry and a, uh, you know, a woman comes in like, how do you get my shirt so white? And he's like, ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> and this can't be happening. And then, yeah. That, yeah. So that was way we'll just pretty much parodied it exactly because then the wife ruins it. She goes, we need more Calgon. And that's what the. The, the white woman who came in there says, right? Yeah, she turns and goes, ancient Chinese secret, huh? And he does the like comic <laughs> shrug, like, yeah. oh, you caught me. <laughs> so that's how Jabril's tone was. Although uh, one listener pointed out, I think it was Mike, said, uh, how, how slowly did he ask that three-word sentence? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, he, he does know about an ancient, uh, ancient civilization. It's, uh, it's deep within a jungle, Somewhere near the Nile River, um, Nile River length. Uh, any estimates about how that might be? Just to uh... the Nile River, yeah. Because uh, this is I, so. This is somewhere near the Nile River. So just <laughs> yeah. I didn't look up the length of it, but later we have a specific thing about the Nile. So I did okay. look up. It does. Uh, I forgot. It is one that flows north to south. And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, flows north from the. Yeah, into the Mediterranean. How long is the Nile? It's one of the it's, obviously. Is it? Yeah, four thousand one hundred thirty miles. Okay, so and that's the like Amazon so, is longer, right? It goes through the whole. Oh man, I don't know. I lost on Jeopardy. That's not something. Okay, I <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sorry. It's, uh, Those are things you. we should have at the tip of our talk. <laughs> uh, but so that's like saying you know that's somewhere near America. Right. You know, except a bigger <laughs> territory, you know, somewhere near the vicinity of Mexico, Canada, and, and America. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh, So they were somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. And he says, no one's ever found the city, but I have a map of the, map of the approximate location of the city. Um, uh, which... Did you... Uh... Did you immediately go to Guy from Harlem on that one? <laughs> Nobody has seen them, but they do exist. <laughs> Nobody's Sorry, ever seen it. Yes, it was. it's a line from a movie we did for Riff Tracks where a guy talks about a guy in deep, deep terms and says nobody knows nobody's ever seen it and speaking of like yeah the the lost uh, african civilization that guy from harlem had a woman who uh became an african princess oh yes that comes up there's an african goddess and i thought again of that <laughs> oh nice my but favorite moment she's in what? uh she's in uh, the guy from harlem's apartments and he says how did you become an african princess she goes that's a very interesting story skipping the film and so that's what happened uh, <laughs> 
That's my favorite thing ever. I think I replayed it a hundred times. And then I looked for the lost footage. Yeah, I mean. I don't know that I ever found it, but it couldn't have been more than like five seconds of of film that got snipped out. (laughs) I just so we go on to learn that this approximate location of the city is, of course, the exact location with hyper specific directions about what you're supposed to do once you find this. But let's uh, let's move along. Um, the uh, uh, Babatunde um, had a oh no, this is Jabril Babatunde's father. They also have a a daughter named Samira who is 17 years old. Yes, he says, uh, hey, like you know, one day I'll give you this map, but not now. Uh, I promise when you're old enough, you're only 17 years old and I've only been in a few pyramids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, tr- the true gauge of life experience. Um, so- I, I, I just wrote, ah, she had me beat by a mile. I did by a, 17. I had not been in <laughs> any pyramids. You know what? I still haven't been in any pyramids. <laughs> uh, maybe I've been in the Luxor uh, in Las Vegas. Oh, possibly. there you go. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little off the strip, but I might have stayed there once. So, yeah, take that, Samira. And then he goes on to say, "This is uh, you lack the knowledge and experience it would take to go along with on such an adventure. It is simply too dangerous. You are too young for such a responsibility. And the uh, crystal skull might have been improved if uh, Indiana Jones had said that to Shia LaBeouf, possibly. That could have <laughs> possibly could have saved the movie if... But I mean, so where's the pyramid thing coming from? That's just pure. Um, I I don't know even know like I don't think Indiana Jones went to a pyramid, but that's just what they think these treasure hunters do is go to pyramids. Are there pyramids around Lagos? I don't. Uh, oh, so yeah, I looked them up. I did look them okay. up. Okay. Yeah, yes. there are technically some pyramids in Nigeria. Okay. Um, there, I believe there's like ten of them. There's like they're mud, uh, twenty-seven feet in diameter. Um, and they're not, so they're not what you have in mind when you are thinking of pyramids. <laughs> yes. You, <laughs> they, you're not, you're not in them if they're 27. Correct. Feet. They are like mounds okay. somewhere. And you would, these teenagers would go to them and be like, roll their eyes so hard that they would like retract back like into their throats. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when I went to, uh, years ago, I went to Ireland and we stayed there for a while, like over a month. And, uh, I would go to the kids like, Hey, today we're going to go see a stone you know, one of the ancient <laughs> stones that is, you know, 3000 BC or something like, uh-huh. wow, amazing. So you drive, you find the place. It takes like two hours. You know, you have lunch, you get there. You're like, where's, where's the stone? All of a sudden a guy on his tractor, like a hundred yards away is like, are you looking for the stone? <laughs> it's right there. And he just points. And it's, it's like literally a stone in a field. And there's like a plaque, like lamely nailed to a tree. Like there it is. Three thousand. So that's yeah okay. So pyramid stone. Yeah. Same. Think of that parallel. Maybe wait till our kids had a few more decades of life experience and they'll appreciate this a bit more. That's, yes. He drives behind his tractor an hour later. Nope, it was over there. Sorry, <laughs> wrong stone. Well, well, we looked at it about the same way. So. Yeah, that's one I uh, you know drank after prom on. So that's pretty notable too. Um, I just want to give you some pros to Baskin. So they do go to the concert. You probably have stuff from that. Later that night, Baba Tunde took everyone to the concert. There were a lot of people walking to the concert that night. There were over 500 African residents and tourists from all over the world at the concert. (laughs) There were performers from all parts of Africa playing at the concert. (laughs) So just... 
bask in the Larry and Denise prose there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Reminding you where you are over and over again. Reminding you how old people are, what event you're wow. currently at, where the residents, uh, what continent they're from. They're African residents. <laughs> Our country, Africa. <laughs> uh, but they meet, uh, it turns out Samira is also a drummer. That's uh, Baba Tunde's daughter. Yes. Uh, and then they meet their friend Ayo, who was 17, who played the African drums. Uh, so that is uh, four different drummers in the book, I believe. Oh, no, sorry, five. Samira, five, Samira played yes, the drums the well. Ayo Japanese plays the African drums. No word which type of drums Samira plays. Uh, Billy, Brittany, who plays her brother's drums, and Brittany's brother, the implied drummer, who is a yes. guy. <laughs> and it does say uh, they meet some other people, like they have a band. Uh, uh, Dakari, who is 20. Played the Af- oh, sorry, Buddy, who was 19, played the marimbas. Dakari, who was 20, I'm losing interest, Alice's, who played the African bells. Jumani, who was 18, who played African shakers. And the only female in the group, Imani, who was 19, who also played African drums. Do they call them shakers and drums there? Is it just, uh, or do they specify that they are in Africa and with every instrument they play? I don't know. <laughs> but... Um... <laughs> Uh, at that point, I was primed to laugh, so I did laugh out loud at the very next sentence because she goes up to see the, she's meeting all the these are the people in the band. Hey, there you are, Samara. So, like, surprise, she remembered her name. Usually, there you are means I can't yeah. remember your name. Uh, Jumana said excitedly, "Are you hanging out here at the concert tonight? We didn't know that you were going to hang out here at the concert tonight <laughs> with us, girl." Hey, Samara, Jumani replied. Are you hanging out here tonight? What's happening? Someone hit them upside the head with one of those drumsticks. They're stuck in a loop. Yes. Oh, man. It's how teens talk. That's just what they do. It's, uh, you know, adults have trouble understanding this teen slang. Or maybe it's just because it's, uh, it is like aliens who have uh, studied humans for a couple weeks and come down trying to replicate us. They're hanging out here tonight. At the concert. Where which did, is which is where, where we walked to. <laughs> yes, where did where did Larry hear that phrase? <laughs> well, here's another here it comes. Jumani smiled and said, So are you from England? What are you doing all the way over here in Africa hanging around a bunch of clowns like us? <laughs> Everyone laughed. And it is funny. It's not the reason they think it's funny. Um, <laughs> they're hanging around, different than hanging out, all the way over here in Africa. Uh, which is where you describe yourself if you were in Lagos. You know, you just keep, it's like a nesting doll, you know? You have Lagos, you probably have the neighborhood where the concert is, Lagos, Nigeria, Africa. Egypt's not part of that, but um, I also wondered what a, um, like a Nigerian conception of a clown is, because they use it in the sense of, you know, those clowns in Congress. Um, Right, But like, you know, uh, it it obviously differs, I'm sure, from, you know, a Parisian clown is different than Bozo the Clown type of thing, so I... Very curious what he means, what Jumani means when he says we are a bunch of clowns. Right, right. Clowns could be, you know, like murder clowns or something, you know, yeah. like serial killers. What are you doing hanging around with them? <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, but then the, the, uh, the drumming starts. Um, yes. Uh, hey, you guys know I can hang. But Billy and I want to borrow your drums. How about it, guys? Well, come on, girl. Again. Teen talk. Teenagers. Responded Amani with noted enthusiasm. <laughs> noted? Yeah. Who noted it? Jumani? I don't know. Larry? Another one of the clowns? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Sit yourself down here. Raises his eyebrow. Hmm. <laughs> that was quite a bit of enthusiasm. Let me write that down. Uh, sit yourself down here and take my drums and show me what you can do. Don't hold back. Uh, no punctuation here, by the way. Hey, Billy, you can play my drums, <laughs> Io said. He sat down and played Io's drums as Samira played Imani's drums. The group of musicians played with them. Imani danced with Io as Billy, Samira, and the other musicians played the drums only, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. No thumb pianos? And uh, probably not. They You do carry them in their hands. If they used my suggestion and carried them with a loop around your neck, it might have been easier to transport them. Sure, um, yes. But, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to point out that they are at a concert. Uh, the band must be pretty annoyed at these teens who have started drumming in the audience. <laughs> the guy on the bass is like backing up and annoyingly playing his bass. Like, is this, uh, how long is this going to take? <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, you know, can we get some of those uh, Altamont security guards maybe out there to uh, take care of this nonsense? Uh, I'm looking uh, out in the crowd. I see over 500 African residents and tourists from all over the world here at the concert. <laughs> it is like when, uh, when, when someone comes to town, it's like, so... Uh, Anybody here? Like, how you doing, Virginia? And the crowd goes nuts. I one time isolated in uh, Paul Simon's concert in the park. He uh, Every time, you know, the only living boy in New York is mentioned. The crowd goes nuts when he says, uh, county the car on the New Jersey turnpike. People go nuts. It's so embarrassing. Oh, God. <laughs> I think they really sweeten it on the mix, though. But, like, but it is very funny. Uh, <laughs> anyone here from Africa tonight? <laughs> yes. Woo! It's a huge continent. What on earth? Uh, I'd also like to point out that I had to look, um, since drumming played such a big role in these first 10,000 words, yeah. this will be the last time that drums are mentioned in the book. What? Is the <laughs> you might think they were setting something up. Uh, the lost civilization of the Mopec has their own you know, polyrhythms that they teach them. or it, it's yeah. design, you know, yeah. they, they, We repel the, the ancient evil spirit with these, uh, just these noted rhythms, but like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, not, not important. Um, here's uh, the tonal changes again. So we have this concert. It was all fun, and everyone was dancing around to the drums. <laughs> what was it? Juju and and whatever. The next day, the teens met up with Samara. Oh, well, they had just seen her the night before. They didn't know it, but they were about to embark on a dangerous adventure that would put all of their lives in danger. <laughs> Oh, the, the repetition of the words dangerous and danger are <laughs> so incredible. just like sweet uni to my mouth. <laughs> it was a dangerous adventure. Hmm, sounds kind of dangerous. That would put all of their lives in danger. I was right. It sounded dangerous. Um, and lest you think they're going to like uh, spare you um, any like they're, they're not going to beat around the bush here. It says it would put all their lives in danger. Samira led them toward the jungle. <laughs> Billy asked, where are we going, Samira? Thomas said sarcastically, mom told us to stay in the town square. It's like, well, if you said that sarcastically, then mom should be fine with you heading you know, out of the town square. Right. <laughs> anyway. and I, also, Sarcasm means the opposite of what you're saying, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So just uh, picture a, 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 a city of 15 million people. How close up to this do you think the jungle abuts, you know? <laughs> so it, picture, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah, When does that stop? Yeah. I just have trouble imagining that they are, you know, we're in the town square where they met Samira, and now they're being led toward the jungle. It seems like there's probably a bit of sprawl. 
they're not, you know, they didn't get in a cab and say, take us to the, to the preserve or whatever. They are, you know, they're, they're walking. Uh, you're walking out of, uh, you know, 42nd Street in New York toward the jungle is, is sort of <laughs> right. what you have to imagine here. <laughs> um, so this is a, a, a bit of confusion starts here for me. Okay. Where they start talking, they pile over one another about how much they're going to get punished if they go to try to find this civilization. <laughs> um, if we could do this, we could be grounded for the rest of our lives. We'll never see outside ever again. We could very well be grounded until we're 75 years old. Like, whoa! Yeah. He sees his own death. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. <laughs> I'm only going to live... But He's then, the old guy in 2001, still in his own bed blogging. Yes. But this is what you said. I didn't get this. Uh, I hate to admit this because I usually don't agree with anything she says, but Rebecca is right, Thomas said sarcastically. <laughs> so, what? Rebecca is right. Oh, I hate to admit this because I usually don't. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's... Uh, I... I are teens sarcastic as a general thing? Sure. At times it can be quite sarcastic, but it's not how they are constantly talking. It's not a, a universal thing. Once again, like aliens. It's not your teen doesn't walk down and like root around for chips and stand there with a refrigerator open. And like, what are you looking for? I just want something to eat. <laughs> okay. That's not sarcastic. The, the kid does want something to eat. <laughs> he might be saying it sort of yeah. pissily or Flat, something. Flat, yeah. Like, but uh, not sarcastic. Annoyed, that would be the opposite. Sure. Like, yes, you are looking for something to eat. <laughs> um, uh, so the punishment then they talk about, because they all take turns, talking about the, the 15, 16, and 17-year-old all take turns going like, oh, you think we're going to be punished. No, we're going to be punished so hard Oh, this is what, well, it looks like we're the only ones who are going to be on punishment for the rest of our lives. And that was a phrase they repeat. Oh, nice. Do you, do you know that one? On punishment? No, I mean, maybe people you would say like on restriction, but like, you know, grounded was pretty con- common. Uh, I don't know. Could be British. Maybe it's, it's, I'm sorry. Well, it looks like we're not the only ones who are going to be on punishment for the rest of our lives. You be- said Thomas sarcastically. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't. I didn't do it sarcastically. It hits you at the end. It's a Ron Burgundy. Yeah. You don't want to be on punishment. You get up there sweeping the chimneys well, on punishment. Get some of that old <laughs> But then he would. Then they drop this bomb on us for Billy, the seventeen-year-old uh, who is a hot guy. That uh, oh, totally hot. Who was yeah. into him, Mallory or I don't Tiffany. remember. Tiffany was into him. Uh, we would be under pun- under punishment. Under. <laughs> Levels on, of punishment under. here. They, these also stack like nesting dolls. On punishment, under punishment. Under punishment for so long that our social lives would be all be destroyed. I am 17 years old. I would like to maybe start dating. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy's pushing up against his senior prom and is thinking, I ought, to, probably ought to probably go on a date at one of these points. It'd be weird if I got to college without having never been on a date. So, yeah, I mean, his, uh, the, Rebecca and, and Thomas are pretty hard on Billy. Uh, it seems like it might be kind of earned. He's a, he's a pretty big nerd. <laughs> well, it's going to be hard to date what with these half gloves carrying around this chimney brush all the time, you know, covered in soot. Yeah. Oh, my date doesn't mind my left hand stump lost it to a chimney rat. These big nasty vomits down there in the chimney. 
Plus, I'm always dancing around with me mate, singing songs from musicals from the 50s. It's a bit off-putting to the 17-year-olds, frankly. I'll bring back some of them juju rhythms to dance around with on the rooftops. <laughs> Once I make that K-K-Kenki, is that what it is? It's hard to pronounce in no accent, I don't know. <sighs> Those are the 17-year-olds. Uh, but then Rebecca says, it doesn't matter if Thomas gets locked up on punishment. He already has no social life and no girl would dare to date such a loser as him anyway. When you think about it, he really has nothing to use. Shut up, Rebecca, Thomas yelled angrily. It's like, these are not just sort of like, you know, uh, DJ and Stephanie Tanner, you know, doing some friendly bickering. They seem to really loathe each other. They hate each other. Uh, my uh, My sons, you know, you grow up with, two i had two boys they fought right Mm -hmm. kids fight that's just what it is i guess when they were uh so they went to college together and they kind of they shared a friend group which you know is nice yeah your kids are hanging out uh one of their friends told me one time that they got into like a kid fight you know in in college where everyone was like whoa okay (laughs) i gotta go (laughs) you know like shut up you son of a yeah pulling shirts over heads and knocking them to the ground like um we're in our <laughs> 20s we should probably stop doing this no you don't understand this is something we did well okay uh, uh 10 years ago uh, it's been a straighten while. their smooth their shirts out pour another scotch sorry about that uh Both their don't know what happened wives there. are watching them yes <laughs> uh, but that's them that's they have a they loathe each other and the rage is hair trigger it could be just something as simple as seeing a new animal causes them to just lash out in new vile ways to each other. Usually shut up, cut it out like angrily, uh, sarcastically. And then the, uh, the third going like you two stop it. <laughs> uh, it is, it, it, it's over the top. It happens, uh, you know, every page. Yeah. And it, no matter the circumstance, uh, near death scenarios, still just like, you know, you know, but I'll bury you, you son of a bitch. Like, you know, <laughs> you know as they're like fleeing from uh, from something that wants to kill them. I will uh, cut your head off and bury it far away from your torso so they never identify the body, said the 16 year old girl. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, so essentially what they're doing is, jeez, uh, 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 what's your name? Samira has. Um, stolen the map that her grandfather said, I won't give it to you. You're too young. You haven't been in enough pyramids yet. But she yes. said, I have the map now. And um, he held on to it in hopes of us one day finding the kingdom of the Mopek. It was his dream. I won't let his dream to go to someone else. And I was just like, it, it's his dream that we discover this civilization and expose them to several millennia worth of germs in the span of one day. (laughs) This this, this is a civilization that has never seen the outside world. Um, So that's just, let that be in the back of your mind this whole time. Yes. Um, And then uh, she has told them, I have several backpacks full of food, water, flashlights, and batteries, Samira said, surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) We have everything we need in them. Here I have one for each of us. Um, So So she approached them, right? Was it early morning or when was it? It was just the next day. The next day, day. yeah. Okay. Um, So they're like the parents are standing by. What are you guys talking about? (laughs) Oh, nothing. It's (laughs) Those backpacks look pretty stuffed. Like you're... No, no, no. It's fine. You already seem to have uh, abandoned those... uh, 
hand pianos that uh, Mr. Babatunde bought you. I knew, I, I knew we shouldn't have bought you instruments. That's always a <laughs> yes, not practice that at all. You want it just because you see it, and you don't. You're not going to use yeah. it. It's the trumpet thing all over again. <laughs> I lost three hundred fifty bucks on that on the market. Okay. And so Sabira says, I know this exact area of the Nile River this map is referring to. It's right at the pyramid of the Mopex. So the Mopex have their own pyramid, and it's well known. Um, and I, this is where I just thought it was worth breaking down, like, what this journey they're talking about is. Um, yeah. So, so they, they're going to the Nile River. It's unspecified where, based on the cover, which has a, uh, you know, a pharaoh sarcophagus on it or the whatever the the king tut thing you're thinking of when you think of a of a pharaoh yeah right exactly. that, they're, that they're heading to egypt but like it could be it's anywhere on the nile river um oh man i, I had the exact statistics somewhere but uh i think it's 20 no it's a long way away okay so the closest part that i found and several readers wrote into this as well if you're going uh pretty much east as the crow flies, <laughs> you'll end up at the Nile River in Juba, South Sudan. That is oh, from a, from Lagos. From Lagos, that okay. is a uh, a journey of twenty six uh, two thousand six hundred sixty three miles. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> you will cross through Cameroon, uh, war torn Central African Republic, and South Sudan. Okay. <laughs> Google. I mean, estimates this can't. This will not be possibly how it does. But a sixty eight hour car trip. Um, Wow. That also involves like ferries and stuff. You know, you're crossing sure. borders. I'm sure there's checkpoints and everything like that. Um, so that's that's to get to the South Sudan part of the Nile, let alone Egypt, which is, you know, another thousand miles north, probably. So that's uh, their backpacks have some water in them. Uh, when we go out hiking, like me and Lauren, um, uh, three liters of water, probably we go through that in five hours, I would say, on a strenuous hike. Um, sure they have no and not indicated that they have any sort of water filter or anything like that uh, <laughs> so just just to keep in mind that's that's the level of preparation they have as they set out for now but uh okay so but they bring it to the kids and the kids are just like hanging out i guess you know hitting things with sticks or whatever like hey guys <laughs> do you want to go discover an ancient civilization mm-hmm. and they're like no we'll be on punishment we can't do it I was like, well, you know, we just go to this pyramid of the Mopex, which is, you know, something that they all know about. Uh, and like you say, do you think it's, just, do they mean that it's in Egypt? <laughs> they can't, right? I, just look at the cover. I mean, that's certain. Look, looks, okay, it does look Egypptian. But, they, you know, the Egypt has played a prominent role so far and continues to as a not part of Africa. Its own, its own sort of thing, which, you know. You know, all well, it's way up there. It doesn't you know? It's not okay. necessarily. It's, on, it's far away. Okay, yeah. the main of least, Africa. <laughs> sure, uh, but Samira is honest with them. She says this trip is going to be very dangerous. There will be lions, wildebeests, wild dogs, and more, just to name a few. <laughs> uh, more, just to name a few. Just is, to name is, a few is, is an is amazing turn of phrase. Yeah. And at least the list sort of peters out, if we're being honest. It's uh, lions, uh, oh dear, wildebeest, eh, wild dogs, all right. <laughs> are, the, are the wild dogs crying out in the nights? I'm not sure. Uh, they also, or someone earlier mentioned, uh, I think it was Rebecca, was nervous about the tigers in Africa as well, which... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a Monty Python joke Oh, there. yeah, it's right, right first. Uh, Thomas, uh, all right, let Rebecca go first. If any lions or tigers are out there, they can eat her first. 
while they feast on her, the rest of us will have enough time to get away. Shut up, Thomas. Shut up. You shut up, Rebecca. No, you shut up, Thomas, <laughs> Rebecca shouted. Um, so. And at that moment, two of Samira's friends came up. It was Akita, who was oh 16, and Adam, who was 17. <laughs> <laughs> they were brother and sister born in Nigeria. They grew up with Samira. So these guys are, uh, they, she explains to them, I've got a map uh, yeah. to the civilization of the Mopek. We want you to find the ancient civilization, Adam said with excitement. Uh, Take us with you. Even if we don't find it, I still want to go. Samira, we have been with you since we were children. We will be with you now. Come on, let's stop wasting time. Let's go. So it sounds like I skipped over some stuff there. I did skip over maybe two extra sentences. Adam and Akita have walked up. Um, encountered them with some backpacks on and said, yes, let's go find an ancient civilization. They blew off whatever they had scheduled that day to walk the um, 3,000 miles to the pyramid of the Mopek. And um, did this remind you of, is it Ghost House? What's his name? Dacre? Jim no, Dalen. not Dacre. Jim Dalen. <laughs> Hi, Atika and Adam, Samira said. I want you to meet three new British friends of mine. This is Billy, Thomas, and Rebecca. That was a separate sentence. They're from England. I got this map from my grandfather. It is an ancient map of a lost African <laughs> civilization. It shows how to find the lost kingdom of the Mopac. <laughs> my sister's here too. Yeah, she's we out came. back. I'm I'm Samira. You're like oh, also. Uh, you maybe want to you know keep this on the down low. We're gonna go find <laughs> it. You just walk it up to people like, hey, juice vendor in the middle of the jungle. We're going to find a lost civilization. Really? Uh, Slit throat. <laughs> steel map. <laughs> yeah, drums his fingers together and yeah, follows them the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that they're down. They uh they said lots stop wasting time. Let's go. The teens all agreed. They started out of their journey together, and then they are seeing a flock of a hundred flamingos uh within <laughs> yes. three sentences of leaving. Uh, Rebecca says, look at all the birds, Rebecca said with excitement. So I, I challenge anyone to say that sentence with excitement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the uh, the hair trigger rage uh, kicks in. Oh, God, yes. Uh, I'll read Rebecca and you can read Thomas. They have Is such it... skin. Oh, uh, uh, on the, okay, I was I was skipping down to the, uh, to the scorpion, but go ahead. Oh, we'll yes, do them both, got... yeah. Uh, okay. They have such skinny legs and long necks, Rebecca replied with amusement. Uh, yeah, Rebecca, uh, their legs and necks are as skinny as yours are. Look who's talking about skinny neck and legs, she said angrily. Thomas, your legs are so skinny they look like toothpicks. God damn it, no they don't! Yes, they do, you both! I've got you! <laughs> Next they came along, a rather funny looking creature. Uh, that's a scorpion. And it says, uh, look at all the legs on that thing, Rebecca said. Centipedes, centipedes eat roaches and flies, Samira said. Ew, gross, that's disgusting. Oh, wait, wait, I lost my place. Oh, oh there it is. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, you're gross and disgusting. You eat roaches and flies, too. I do not, Thomas, you shut up. You are a big roach. Samira laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, stop hitting her with that huge rock on the skull. We better get going. <laughs> The teens continued their journey in search of the lost civilization, which is a perfect sentence, I think. Oh, my God. Then they see some wildebeests. Uh, Rebecca says, it looks like a bull on a diet. And Thomas says sarcastically, Rebecca, you look like a bull on a diet. And so I was like, okay, that was funny. Let's knock this off. We're going to see this every time we pass an animal. Then they pass uh, That's it. where I actually said, is this going to last the whole book? <laughs> 
they uh, they pass by a herd of elephants. So how close is that to the uh, to the, ju- the 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 biggest metropolis in Western Africa? Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay. when did they run into their friends? By the way, uh, that was still in like close to the. They said he's one of them. Said mom told us not to leave the town square. So I assume they were still in the town square when that happened. Oh, okay. So they immediately walked up to the town square. Like, how big is the town square? Yeah. I mean, it's a big town square, but yeah. sure. Like, I mean, and, so they see and, and, yeah, might, probably probably more than one town square. I'm guessing in the, uh, <laughs> in the city of 15 million. <laughs> probably, <laughs> it's the village green. And I, I looked up because they they see all these amazing animals because um, they they go on to see lions and um, some apes and stuff. And you you unfortunately some of these can be found in Nigeria because I was like, are these all like in a, a completely mm-hmm. different part of Africa? There's like a, a game reserve that might have a few of these, but like they're oh, not okay. something that's going to be like you know the way that you see deer just driving around any given road in America, <laughs> right? Uh, that you do not just encounter elephants as you walk outside of Lagos. They uh, encounter the elephants, by the way, and then they say after the fact, like, like, wow, look at those elephants. They sure are big. Yes, indeed. That one's huge. It must weigh a ton. Several tons. <laughs> Good thing we're so far away from them. <laughs> Just remind you. Oh, oh, they're far away from them. <laughs> I thought they were like petting them. <laughs> I'm glad the animals we are seeing are far enough away for us all from us for us all to be safe (laughs) like in any other book you might consider that foreshadowing but i really uh, you know i I don't think that's gonna happen um and then they encounter lions and it says they were too far away from the teens to know they were spying on them the teens ducked down anyway so the lions couldn't see them just reminds me of when we're doing a movie and someone sort of like crouches over maybe like uh, eight inches as they're sneaking around quote to uh, so that they won't be seen yes this entire section reminded me of like, uh, you know, a kid's menu at a cheap theme restaurant, an African themed restaurant or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, draw a crayon to, now you've seen the elephants. Right. Now you've seen the lions. No effort. Crouch <laughs> down or they'll see you. <laughs> yeah, the Jungle Cruise uh, narrator. Yeah. Here come your pancakes, uh, the, Thomas. These uh, are the uh, wildebeest pancakes. I've got a lion burger. <laughs> And uh, got the gorilla shake for someone, <laughs> the laziest. Who, who asked for the extra bananas to make it more African? Yeah, the waiter sounds kind of sarcastic, man. <laughs> He's a teen. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is incredible. But then, um, then we get oh, then baboon. Mm-hmm. Uh, real, real quick sighting of a baboon. Which is like the one animal that if you're going to call someone like ugly and make fun of your sister, you call him a baboon. Yes. And they they ignore it. There are no baboon based insults. He he just lets that one pass. Looks at his sister, looks back like, yeah, not worth it. I'll probably have another chance. (laughs) And sure enough, Gordel shows up. Amazing. Oh, so happy. There's a so the baboon was eating fruit, and then they see a gorilla on a ledge who looks as though she's about to attack the, the teens. So the six teens back up slowly and walked away from the gorillas. The large gorilla in front of them didn't try to attack them. She looked as though she was about to attack them, but she didn't. She only cared about protecting her baby gorilla, and she did not want to leave her baby gorilla alone. What was the baby gorilla's name? Boo Boo. <laughs> and what was the lady gorilla's name? Oh, it wasn't Gert- Gordita, Gertie? but it was something like that. Gertie or Gur- Gurgle? It was something. Uh, okay. Uh, it was, could have been Girdle. I mean... Um, is she feeding it cow's milk? We'll never know. Um, oh, dang. 
material left out. Um, so then they they realize quickly that they're hunted by the lions. Yes. They- so I didn't know that that's how lions work. So this is only, obviously, this is the female lions because they're the ones that hunt the prey, right? Okay, sure. Uh, yep. Yep, that's a fact that, that Ellis is probably know for sure. Okay. <laughs> so they run because they realize they're hunted. Uh, Samira yelled, the lion is getting closer. We will have to jump over the waterfall. I think TLC would have something to say about that. <laughs> to escape them, Rebecca yelled, what? We have to do what? No way, I'm not jumping. Uh, we have no time to waste. The teens could hear the lion roaring as it got closer to them. Is that what they do for a stealthy cat? <laughs> uh, anyway, they jump into... Here's the what I wanted to get to. Uh, the teens, they, they jump into the river. Mm-hmm. The teens ended up on the shore at the bottom of the river. As they got back their strength, one by one, they stood up. I honestly don't know what this means. What I, is the bottom I, of the river? I think I can help you. First of all... The end of the river? That's Did they I make think, it to the, the Mediterranean The end or the terminus, yeah, I think is what they meant by that. Like, the bottom? So they, they traversed the entire Nile River? So they've got. So first of all, yes, it says the lion chased them. It had no intentions on giving up the hunt for the humans. The teens were finally at the Nile River, so that's how they got there. This is what they're jumping into the waterfall of the Nile River. And yes. then I think the same way that a a child on drawing a map would draw a river that starts and ends someplace, they ended at the bottom. And as you pointed out earlier, the Nile does flow south to north. So they have they've everything is wrong. It's a they're at the Mediterranean. They're in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, you know, that's I, where that's where the Nile terminates. If you asked Larry to describe the where the Nile ends, it is at the Sphinx, I'm guessing. And there are pyramids <laughs> on either side of it. And there's okay. a guy on a camel. So like that is where the Nile ends. Schnappy the, is probably there, too. But the bottom of the river is a term that everyone knows. That's where you go to drown. Yes. You drown at the bottom of where'd you find him? I found his body at the bottom of the river. Well, uh, but I will just tell you this. They all became scared, but they had to continue fighting to survive. None of them wanted to drown. So uh, <laughs> so that's how you don't end up on the bottom of the river, is you just desire not to drown. <laughs> uh, by the way, Rebecca screamed all the way down into the river. So it's, they jumped over the waterfalls. They were chasing waterfalls. They jumped over them. She screamed all the way down. Then they traversed, what did you say, 2,600 miles? Was it? Yeah, um, the yeah. Nile. Yeah, well, to get to to get to the Nile in South Sudan, right? To oh, get, okay. To get but to the bottom like 40, of the Nile, that's even going to be forty two hundred. Well, they, if they're in the middle of it, let's call it two thousand miles. I don't know. <laughs> it's just ballpark back of the envelope, two thousand miles. Okay. So, okay. I lo- I did look it up. It was uh, like so. If just to, just to put it in perspective, like if you try to go, um, like Miami to Seattle, that's yeah. like less of a distance than they've traveled. Um, yes. So the, yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah. The, the the entire width of the United States. <laughs> What's the most you can like? It's isn't it like twenty two hundred is the most you can travel like on a you know as the crow flies in America. Oh, just like getting on from you tip know, to tip, I forty or something. Yes, contiguously, not <laughs> counting, of course, the Hawaii. Right on a freeway that you travel at uh, eighty miles an hour on, it would take you over three days. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, they've wandered at the bottom of the river. Rebecca then reveals it was weird that she was screaming the whole way because she says, I'm a better swimmer than all of you. I'm the captain of the swim team. It's cool. And that's how she survived. <laughs> she didn't want to drown, and she's the captain of the swim team. That was so strange. She was laughing. 
laughing at the like we were chased by a lion jumped over a waterfall splashed into the nile river there's a lot of dangers in the nile i think many 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 people lose their lives every year in the (laughs) nile river but they came to the bottom of it and come out and they can't find her and she comes out going (laughs) like what do you what do you find so funny about this i have to imagine someone swallowed a lot of water they're doing cpr or something like that i don't who knows what they've been drinking over how many candirus are in billy's uh you know up his urethra (laughs) i mean and like you know, malaria shots. Like, what, what did you, oh, my mom went on a safari a decade ago. You had to get so many oh, things before you could time. travel there, yeah. so you don't just like drop dead the moment you set off the plane. Oh, and and if they got any water in their nose, the flesh eating, the brain <laughs> brain eating virus or whatever or yeah. bacteria. I mean, well, I mean, they did think of this though because they said because Thomas has leeches on his back, um, and he's, yes. he's he's very annoyed by this. He says. Um, Samira says they got on you when you were in the water you are the host they want your blood and Thomas yelled well they can't have it it's my blood and I'm not sharing it there's only enough blood for me and I'm keeping it um, which I guess is supposed to you know be a be a joke get those slithery slimy things off me the little vampires and this is either I mean one they've either watched stand by me or two like uh, you know Larry passed out on the uh, floating dock at a lake um after a, a case of Corona or something, I woke up with those on him and came back. I was like, oh, man, you got to check it out. You know, T-Bone, you got to pull him off me. It happened again. But the they're on his shirt. <laughs> True. Yes. Not the brightest I, I, leeches. I was, well, I was looking at this going, wait, because there's a whole discussion of leeches. Oh, they're all over your back, the leeches. Like, when did... Did, did he strip his shirt? <laughs> like, okay. Then they go like, no, they were attached to Thomas's shirt. I Look, I am not a biologist. I do not study leeches, but I have been, I have had many leeches on my body from swimming in, uh, in rivers and whatnot. I don't think they attach to your shirt. <laughs> yeah, they use teeth to, to grab you, right? They, they bite They into have to you, suction so. onto your skin. I don't think a shirt allows that. Look, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I'm just saying I don't think that leeches uh, go through your shirt. (laughs) Well. Someone proved me wrong. Anyway. I mean, it took us this long. We've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes. We finally found something this book gets wrong. So that is (laughs) credit to the authors. (laughs) Uh, So they go. They're like, okay. So they get the the leeches off, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then they... They crawl. Uh, the teen saw a gigantic snake. Oh, they they go to the cave with all the bats, sure, because they get hunted by hunters, hunters with spears, which is hunters with know, spears, collar tugging territory. Yeah, every yes. time that happens. <laughs> ah, okay, so movie from the thirties. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so they go to a cave and the the bats fly out. Because um, it's also which a, is, a movie from the 30s. <laughs> which is fantastic when it says, like, the bats fly out and fly out. It's an amazing sentence. But anyway, the teen oh, saw yeah, the a bat ju- started to fly around in the cave in a fury and then flew out of the cave. <laughs> yes. The teen saw a gigantic snake crawling over the cave and heading for the hunters. The snake was large enough to swallow a man whole and... <laughs> was over 21 feet long. <laughs> so in addition to his size, 
he was pretty big as well. <laughs> I just need the super specific. He was over 21 feet long. Is why? Why? Why what is, that extra extra foot on there? What does crawling over the cave mean? I mean, once again, like you're imagining a <laughs> cave in a child's drawing, and it's probably crawling up the you know the the arc of the uh, you know the opening of the <laughs> like like a mouse hole in a Garfield cartoon. It's crawling okay. along the top of that uh, arch. Towards the hunters? Uh, uh, heading for the hunters, I guess. Uh, so the, you talk about uh, the African music being the thing where, you know, delighted you, like where you're whistling the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you look like a black and white cartoon, you know, like, hello, ladies. Uh, yeah, sometimes I'm that way when, you know, like, uh, I don't know, I love tennis. And when one of my players wins, like, oh, he beat that guy who's evil. Uh-huh. For a couple hours, I feel pretty good. I'm like, <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. Why do I attach my ego to it? Who cares? A ray of sunshine in your day. Yeah, feeling feeling good. Great. I can rest the day. No, the snake attack <laughs> made me feel that way. And if you will allow me, can I just read it? I have the whole thing highlighted, so please do. Okay. The snake slithered right up to the man that had fallen and swallowed him whole. The snake went after another hunter. The hunter was so terrified that he just stood in place. He was too scared to move. He tried to run away, but his legs were frozen in place. The snake slithered right up to the man. The snake wrapped its long body completely around the man so that no one could see him. Then the snake squeezed the man very tightly until he couldn't breathe anymore. <laughs> what? Just try to picture that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's incredible. So the snake ate a whole man. Ate and a whole human. And squeezed the wrapped guy. himself and is like, Dave, God, that's your... That's your balls right here in my face. <laughs> yeah, you can see the outline of them like in a Far Side cartoon. <laughs> yes. And, you know, snakes, when they eat the whole deer, you know, a process takes maybe a day to, like, day, envelop yes. it. And then the snake digests it for another couple of weeks. It doesn't they eat They sit there. They're later. completely vulnerable to anything that happens. Uh, you would not have believed that in real or fanfic in a million years. I, no, I would have said, come on, no. But it does Even sma- Larry's not going to write that. He's I, seen snake attacks before. I thought he, 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 went, to, uh, he went to see Anaconda. At the Dollar Theater with a couple of his buddies, they <laughs> they snuck in some uh, you know tall boy coronas, yeah. yeah. And it just came. Some... It was like, oh, this, oh, this movie was just great. It's a great movie. It's got a great. Uh, there's a cast. Uh, that J Lo is. Oh, I mean, it was spot on. That Owen Wilson, his his weird. He's, he's got a weird nose, but oh shoot, oh my cargo pants. I got a bottle grenade in my left. Do you guys want another one of these? Got to eat that. Let me. Let me crack this oh, one. Just don't don't let it drop. It'll roll all the way to the front. <laughs> J- Larry had fond. Me- I think the uh, the uh, Super Bowl where J Lo and Shakira performed was probably one of the highlights of Larry's <laughs> life that year. Like, this uh, is that one from that Con. Snake movie that I love. Oh man, yeah, uh, she's fifty. Oh wow, they don't make them like that anymore. So I'm surprised that Larry didn't have the snake like growl a little before me. <laughs> <laughs> swallow the guy there's literally snakes out there this big that uh, are eating (laughs) this guy and then uh he said billy um 
says, let's get out of here before those hunters or that gigantic creature comes back. The teens slowly left the cave and started to walk through the jungle as far away from the hunters and snake as they could and to continue searching for the pyramid of the Mopex. Suddenly, they walked right <laughs> up to a strange pyramid. It was the pyramid of the Mopex. They finally made it. Yeah, finally. They took uh, their damn sweet time traversing Africa to get to this hit secret pyramid. Um, they suddenly walked up to a pyramid was one of my favorite once again. Oh, mm. So, so good. <laughs> and then it says the teens walked into the strange pyramid where thousands of tourists and curious archaeologists had traveled before. So it's a major tourist attraction. Like, so suddenly walking up to it, they had already been sold like, you know, packets of like dried crickets and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Like 300 yards away, they get were already getting a slow globe. For, like, yeah, some beads. Yeah. You and know, I, uh, so, 100 Copex. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 50, yeah. 30, 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Samira teaches them a lesson in haggling. That's got to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so yeah, this is a major tourist attraction. How come people aren't getting eaten by 21 foot snakes outside of the Louvre or something? <laughs> or like Dollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They just, they went there on their honeymoon and someone got, uh, one got, one of the couple got eaten by a snake and the other one was, was, was wrapped up in a, in its coils. It's a tragedy. Look at that snake crawling over that cave, honey. Yeah, that's. <laughs> thing that happens it's coming right for us i guess i should stay here um and so they they go in there and uh there was nothing unusual to see that samira akita and adam hadn't seen before because they have been in a few pyramids not that many a few few. thomas walked over to one of the walls and admired the beautiful ancient hieroglyphic writing another key that we might be in egypt i don't know if hieroglyphics specifically are not something that other civilizations do he leaned up against the wall, and then suddenly the wall mysteriously opened up, and a secret passageway deep into the pyramid was revealed. <laughs> so, so that's how uh, that's how they they discover this thing that has laid undiscovered for thousands of years, as it's been examined by tourists and other countless archaeologists. Yes, it is a um, uh, Abbott and Costello moment of uh, yep. oh boy, I'm scared of those snakes getting me. Oh, let me just lean here and take my pith helmet off. <laughs> hey, hey, dummy, did you see what just happened? <laughs> the door just opened. <laughs> and then uh, right after that, you get this. Whoa, Thomas yelled out. He jumped back in fear. The other teens ran over to the opening in wall. Not the wall. <laughs> yep. And then we get this. Where does it go, Billy? Rebecca asked curiously. What? Does <laughs> Billy just go... You, you, like hammer on her head. What are you talking about? How the hell should I know where it goes? (laughs) Or I haven't haven't been in any pyramid. Does it lead to the can? I don't know. Hopefully it leads to the lost civilization of the Motet Peck, Samira said with hope. (laughs) (laughs) And then it says, Thomas led the way through the opening that led deep into the pyramid in an area that no one had ever been before. I, you know, assume. At least a couple of Mopec have probably been there before. So, you know, Some, someone built someone it. Someone constructed this. And, uh, so. and then uh, the teens finally made it to the chamber that led down to the land of the Mopec. Again, finally. You've just drawn this thing out for uh, like four pages? Brother. Uh, and then once uh, this is one of my, I'm going to bring this up a lot, savor the prose moment. Okay. Look, Atika yelled. There is a huge... So she's still yelling. So okay. keep that in your mind. I won't yell. Yeah, they probably should be trying to keep this on the DL as they, uh, you know, as other tourists are like 
going on their audio tour of the pyramid and wondering what they're up to. Right. Those big the lanyards in their ear kind of a thing. Tour like, guide with flags, yeah, holding them up. <laughs> Do not go down to that secret wall. That is not where our tour goes. That was an extra. That cost extra. <laughs> uh, look, Atika yelled, there is a huge sarcophagus over there in the corner. Maybe that sarcophagus can give us a clue that will lead us to the lost land we are in search of. The teens rushed over to the gigantic sarcophagus. <laughs> That's an Egyptian word. It sure sounds like something we should be using here. Larry's like, yeah, just let me circle that. Let's just put that in a few more times. Like, we already know we're going to a sarcophagus. I, I know like it's a cool it. word. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not a lot of people know what it is, but they'll know now. <laughs> The sarcophagus was ten times larger than all the other sarcophagi in the pyramid. That's oh. a uh, that's a high wire act there. Pluralize it. No archaeologist had ever seen a sarcophagus that big before. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Adam says they got to cr- crack it open. Um, I'm not really sure how he knew that, but then they look at the map, and the map says the map shows this man going over to the wall over there. He bends down and places his hand over the painting of the hand right on the wall, and the sarcophagus opens up. So the map is also like an in-flight safety brochure, or like yes, a IKEA yes, it's got those little yeah, like, yep. So that's that's good to know. Um, it's got little red X's of things you shouldn't do. Yes, yes, yes. Do not lick the sarcophagus. Oh, here it is. I thought it was in the cave. Here's the repetition. This is a new innovation for the uh, Alice's, right? Is that the last sure. Name? Uh, suddenly, the beautiful sarcophagus of the Mopex started to open up slowly. So suddenly and slowly. Okay. <laughs> and here we go. This is it. I looked it up. This is actually how it is in the book. And hundreds of bats flew out and flew out of the chamber. <laughs> hundreds of bats flew out okay. and flew out. Amazing. That's poetry. <laughs> That's like one of those images where it's like, I love Paris in the, the springtime. And yes. your your mind just, you know, glosses over the extra word. Yep. Wow. Amazing. Uh, so that's the second thing bats have flown out of in the span of two pages. Yes, yes. The bats. We're still, we're in a 30s movie with Abbott and Costello, <laughs> just so you know. Um, and so they, they start climbing down because there are huge, thick vines leading down the sarcophagus. Um and he moved very slowly, and he was nervous because he was nervous and didn't want to fall to his death. So they don't want to drown or fall there to the death. That's good to know. That's uh, not every teen is like that. So you got to specify. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And then they encounter a huge plant that Rebecca goes to touch, but it slams shut and almost <laughs> bit her hand off. Yes. <laughs> and she says, "What is that thing?" And Samira says, "It's a Venus flytrap." And it's like, "Come on, you're you can make up any animal you want here." Like you know, it's. The, their innovation is the Venus flytraps are just extra big here. Yep, big. Could snap a hand off. <laughs> and then uh, no reason to uh, to beat around the bush here. Uh, the teens looked through the jungle into an opening and couldn't believe what they were seeing. Rebecca asked, Billy, what is that? It's huge. Samira said, it's, uh, it's, uh, I can't believe what we are seeing her. Billy responded in disbelief. She's a dinosaur. And then they just had a little, a slight discussion about that. They 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 start bickering, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, Don't be silly, Thomas. She's a plant eater. She doesn't eat meat. Rebecca starts sarcastically. Thomas, if you like, we could carry you right over there and feed you to her. We wouldn't miss you one bit. Shut up, Rebecca. Thomas. Shut up, Rebecca. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> so they've entered a uh, lost civilization, seen dinosaurs that exist, and they are still uh, reverting to their old. Uh, 
one of them won't share the Wiimote with the other one type of behavior. And and I can't believe that they didn't do the like a Spielberg moment of could you just wait for the dinosaur? Like can we see them, you know, looking later in the book, just a little bit later? But no, they look. Immediate. They do the you know camera panning up them as they their heads look towards the sky. Nope, they did it right right away. <laughs> Lost civilization dinosaur yes. over. Okay, perfect. And then all right, so then they're surrounded by the Mopex and. This does not speak well of me, but I did. This, was, I think, was my first laugh out loud. <laughs> this is a new innovation of the Ellis's, and it comes up again very quickly, and it made me laugh. I'm sorry. Just remember, that, the Mopex are also warriors with sharp spears pointed at them. Yes. Just to set the stage. Uh, one of them threw a spear that flew past the teens and landed landed right into the bark. <laughs> so, that's a weird description of <laughs> But it landed right into the bark. So they were trying to to spear them in the face, but instead they surrounded them with spears <laughs> for some reason. Uh, and so then they surround them, and they're like, I want to go home. I'm like, no, you're surrounded. Yeah. The head warrior walked over to Billy, but he didn't say a word to him. <laughs> I'm sorry. This does not speak well no, of it's hilarious. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Slapped him across the face so hard that Billy fell down to the ground. <laughs> Rebecca began to cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's not nice of me to laugh. No, it's, it's so earned. It's so earned. <laughs> uh, uh, the Ellis is what, what was going on. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, com- I'm composed again. Ah. Uh, that's about as good as it gets. <laughs> Wordlessly. <laughs> they don't have any, uh, they have no, uh, you know, do this and they say why and then they slap them. That's just their first nope. instinct. It's just so hard. I think that it's so hard. <laughs> oh, all right. That's kind of the end of the chapter. Yeah, at least I said they were forced back to their feet by the Mopec warriors and then through the jungle to, of the land of the Mopec right to the kingdom of their king. <laughs> and that is all the first chapter. That is a, that was uh, the first chapter. Incredible. Oh, my God. So much happened. Oh, man. Uh, well, I guess we uh, got to be quicker on the, the yeah, chapter, chapter two. Chapter two is shorter, fortunately, but we do have to do some real or fanfic before we get there. Fanfic. <laughs> All right, so this is Real or Fanfic, the segment where our beloved Patreon listeners send in their own fanfic or real passages from later in Antigua. A lot of people have already read further in Antigua. Sorry, not Antigua, <laughs> Mopec. Mopec. Um, yeah, it's cut from the same cloth. But uh, Mike is going to try to guess which of them are real and which of them are fanfic. It can be all real or all fanfic or a combination. Antigua was a book you had great success with. That was where you had your, your legendary 14 out of 15. Um, bonus run yeah but uh, i don't i don't anticipate that being repeated all bets are off if you had read the snake if you had read the boy slapping i don't think you would have you know you couldn't could there were no tells in that but um uh but so yeah if you want to join in on the fun patreon.com slash 372 pages um we do a lot of fun stuff there you've been trying to solve encyclopedia brown mysteries you get every episode early it's uh it's a good group of people. Go check it out. Uh, here is number one. One of the dinosaurs flew down and landed on the ground. The creature started walking across the kingdom like a man. It was huge. 
Walking straight up on its two hind legs, the creature stretched upwards to over 14 feet tall. <laughs> several, war- several warriors and hunters ran up to the gigantic creature and tried to destroy it with their spears and poisonous darts. Nothing they did worked. The creature was too powerful and too fast for them. The creature was trying to bite the men with its sharp teeth. The men continued to fight the creature. Suddenly, the second flying dinosaur swooped down from the sky, picked up one of the warriors with its talons, and carried him away. Both dinosaurs flew away uh, flew away across the jungle to the island where the dinosaurs lived. <laughs> okay. Uh, indistinguishable, but um, the only reason, uh, warriors and hunters, oh. I'm going to say fanfic, okay. just because of that. Interesting. Um, here's number two. The instructor, Adderboale, walked away from the group of teenagers. The teens broke up into groups and started talking about what their instructor had just said to them. Donovan, Sean, Shazar, Kobe, and Shamar got together to talk. Edith and Victoria walked up to them. I think the, <laughs> I think the master instructor is pleased with our progress in the class so far, Edith said. Don't beat yourself up about it, Shazar, Sean said. You're not the only one who lost the challenge. Donovan lost too. Kobe and Shazar asked with excitement. You did, Donovan? You lost the challenge also? No, I didn't lose. What do you mean, Donovan? Sean asked with confusion. Sean cheated. He caused me to trip, and then I dropped my sword. You're a liar, Donovan, Sean shouted. Don't be a sore loser. I'll show you a sore loser, Donovan yelled back as he shoved Sean, causing him to fall to the ground. Sean got up and jumped on Donovan. The two young men started fighting in the courtyard behind the school with 28 of their classmates watching. Everyone gathered around them and started cheering them on. Kobe, Shamar, Shazar, Edith, and Victoria were not cheering them on. What? (laughs) (laughs) Donovan and Sean? S-H-A-U-N. In in Mopac? Edith and Victoria. Uh, Edith and Victoria. And also Shazar, S-H-A-Z-A-A-R. Oh, okay. So they bring people back, at least in this person's mind. I don't know. Why not? Let's just say it's real. All right. Number three. Rebecca, what do you have there, Billy said. That is not a sword. I'm glad your eyes are so good, Billy, Rebecca said sarcastically. We would be in trouble if you tried to swing an egg during a fight. Rebecca was holding an enormous egg. It was shaped like a big pill and the surface was leathery. Rebecca, you are the one who can't tell the difference between a sword and an egg, Thomas said sarcastically. Where did you find that? Put it back before you get attacked by a giant chicken. Thomas, you are the one who is chicken. While you were hiding here, I was sneaking this egg out of Isabella's room. Billy, Thomas, Adam, and Akita all gasped. Rebecca, why did you steal from Isabella? Akita said worriedly. She is a dangerous and evil woman. What if she wants revenge? She already wants revenge, Rebecca said. Remember what the maiden Ebony said? I think she is brewing an evil spell in that golden cauldron of hers, but she can't complete it if she doesn't have all the ingredients. That is why I took the egg. As long as we have it, we are safe. Just then, there was a loud cracking noise. The teens looked down to see a scaly foot emerging from the egg. The egg was hatching. Maybe Isabella cannot complete her evil spell, but we are not safe at all, Billy shouted. That is a dinosaur egg! Boy, oh boy. Well, she is evil, we we learn coming up. But uh, I'll say fanfic. Okay. And number four. Billy thought hard about what would be their next move. He had to think carefully because they did not want to make matters worse. Soon all of the other teens were thinking too. They had to make a plan and they had to do it before the Sphinx woke up. 
Now Rebecca was not sure if looking for this lost civilization of the Mopex was a wise choice after all. She wanted to be back in England, and now she knew that she was homesick. Thomas was still thinking hard. He sat down on the lounge chair next to Billy. That is all you were good for, Thomas, Rebecca said sarcastically. All you can do is lounge. <laughs> it was true that Thomas did like sitting more than standing. Shut up, Rebecca. You are lazier than I am. Rebecca stood looking angry and sad. Stop it, you two. Billy got up from his lounge chair and paced back and forth across the room. It was then that he realized the room was getting smaller. Thomas had noticed it, too. You might not like moving, Thomas, but the walls, they are moving. Um, that's good. <laughs> I think that someone uh, noted the uh, watched our Charlie Chan where he insulted all of the guys who like to sit a lot. <laughs> so we're... Are you sitting again? <laughs> like, is that a bad thing? Don't people sit a lot? You got time to uh, lean, you got time to clean. Yes. So I'm going to say fan pick. All right. And number five, the last one. Oh, sorry. That was three. Oh, I, shit. No, uh, that was four. Four. Okay. Well, I have yeah. six today. Oh, ugh, what? Yeah. Uh, shit. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. This is five. Um, sorry. I'm just doing this in real time. Uh, Isabella smiled and asked sarcastically, are there any other children hiding around here? Hum. I wonder if there are any other children hiding around here. Let's see. She pointed her finger at a nearby tree. The tree disappeared and all you could see was a puff of smoke. Then she pointed her finger at a nearby bush. The bush disappeared. All you could see was a puff of smoke. She said out loud, I know there are other children hiding out here. You might as well come out. I will find you. You shall never escape from me. If you continue to hide, you shall make me angry, and that will make matters worse for you, Isabella yelled. Come out now! Kareem ran from behind the wheelbarrow and tried to escape. He wasn't fast enough. As he ran through the garden, Isabella pointed her finger at him. He disappeared. A couple of hours passed. The nine children's families began looking for them. Tex ran to the palace to notify the guards that nine children in the land of the Mopek were missing. He ran up to the entrance of the palace. He was frantic. Two guards were standing at the entrance with spears in their hands. The two warriors stood at attention as Tex approached the palace. The guard, Abdullah, yelled, Stop at once. Who are you? Get out of my way, guard, Tex yelled. Our children are missing. The Mopek warrior, Raymond, yelled, Whose children are missing? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to wheelbarrow. I'm going to say that that's fan <laughs> Did that come up in the Antigua? Yes, it did. Wheelbarrow. Uh, uh, this is number six, the last one. Um, once on the island, Elizabeth screamed. Anthony ran over to her and asked what. Elizabeth pointed into the bushes that led into the jungle area of the dark island. Five gigantic Komodo-looking dragons came out of the bushes and advanced towards them. The dragons were 15 feet long and weighed over 700 pounds. They were dark green in color and had scales all over their bodies like fish. They had white horns coming out of the back of their necks, their backs, and from the top of their heads. They had long tails that they could swing and knock a man off his feet. They had long tongues that slithered in and out of their mouths. Anthony yelled with concern for his wife. Elizabeth, get behind us. She backed up behind the men for her protection. One of the dragons grabbed one of the Mopek warriors and carried him away. The man screamed as he was being carried away. Another Komodo-looking dragon <laughs> swung their powerful tail and knocked four of the Mopek warriors into the jungle. All four, all four of the men landed right into some trees and fell to the ground. <laughs> the other two Komodo-looking dragons got tired of being poked with spears, so they wandered back into the jungle. Uh, okay, that's a honey trap, all right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff there to 
uh, to bite on. I, I mean, I have to say fanfic. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here's number one. Number the one was the uh, dinosaur flew and landed and, and, and ate a guy. And yeah. picked up orders and carried it back to the island where the dinosaurs lived. You said fanfic. That is real from later in the oh, book. Oh, come on. Submitted by John. Um, <sighs> I like that the, di- the dinosaurs were what? Was it 14 feet or was that a different thing? Um, anyway. Komodo no, dragons. <laughs> Komodo-like dragons. Yes. Number two is, uh, this was the instructor with Donovan, Sean, Shazar, Kobe. Uh, 28 classmates watching. Everyone gathered around them and started cheering, but some of them weren't cheering. That you said real for that. That was real. Okay. Submitted by All Jackson. Right. Um, a lot, you know, lot to look forward to from that. What? Where are they going? <laughs> uh, you All right. Victoria, okay. I look forward to. Uh, number three was they discovered an egg from Isabella's room, and the dinosaur mm-hmm. starts hatching. You said fanfic for that. And that was indeed fanfic submitted by Monica. Okay. Uh, number four, so that's two for three. Yep. Uh, number four was uh, the lounge chairs and the walls uh, getting moving in on them again, like an Albert and Costello movie. Uh, you said fanfic for that, and that is fanfic submitted by John. Woo. Uh, okay. Number five, so that's three for four. Wow. Um, well, yeah, but there's two more. <laughs> <laughs> number five was uh, Isabella making people disappear in clouds of smoke, along with. Uh, new characters, Tex, Abdullah, and Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Tex is written like Texas, a guy from Texas. Um, you said fanfic for that. That is real. From later in the oh, book, God. submitted by Cynthia, the Mopec warrior Raymond, whom everybody loves, I assume. Uh, so that's three for five. And then the last one was Komodo-like dragons knocking guys into trees. You said fanfic for that. It is real. No, it can't be. No. Giant, five gigantic Komodo-looking dragons, 700 pounds. Oh, with so horns and tails. 50%. 50%. Yeah. I'm just guessing. It's guessing. Yeah. Can so that anyone is... blame me for that? <laughs> we'll see how people claim they do in the comments. That was submitted by Jeffrey, who uh, helped, ah. helped us get our hands on the book. So thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, perfect. Perfect. It's amazing. That's bad. All um, right. A lot to look forward to. I'll, I'll take what I get. That's fine. All right. Uh, so chapter two, uh, which unfortunately I'm probably going to need to get quicker with, but there's it's it's shorter. We get introduced very quickly to, and boy, this is where they start coming fast and furious. King, oh, yes. Can I, do, do you have it? Uh, just do, like, do, you, or, do you have the front of chapter two there? Yeah. I would like you to uh, read without pausing or stumbling the uh, paragraph that starts okay. King Treshan. Yeah. King Treshand and Queen Rashinda were both sitting on their thrones watching their son, Prince Rayshawn, <laughs> teach his sister, Princess Aswenta, to protect herself and their kingdom. Isabella, who was 23 years old and who had a crush on Rayshawn, sat nearby admiring her prince. Prince Rayshawn was 24 years old and Princess Aswenta was 18 years old. <laughs> okay, well done. All right. Just a, it's a good test. Dave, it's at- like the the eye test when you first go into the office. Yep. Like, please, please read this. Okay. <laughs> they, they, uh, everything else was, you know, passable uh, teens or Nigerian names. Here's where they start throwing in the patented Ellis extra letters into names. Rashinda has two A's. Rayshawn has two N's. Uh, so that's uh, that's exciting that that's back. Um, this is good too. So they they see the um, 
I forget who's, we'll, we'll get to this in a moment. Uh, there's a fight going, like a fake fight going on. The sister, the prince and the princess. Ray right? Sean and Eswinta, who yeah. also okay, thank were teen, you. teenagers. Uh, everyone could hear as the bamboo sticks made contact with each other. All right. Okay, good. Everyone can still hear. I always like when they just check in on stuff like this. Nobody lost their hearing. You know, the Nile has a lot of weird parasites sure, that could yeah. be. So thank you. Thank you. Everyone can still Malaria hear. Malaria symptom or something. As the bamboo sticks click together. Yes. <laughs> But that, yeah, so that is Rayshon and Aswenta. I'm sorry, Rayshon is not a teenager, but they also loathe each other. They speak very sarcastically. All the hallmarks of, uh, of teen speak. They, they, they're right now like sparring with bamboo sticks, and then they move yes, on to daggers. Yes, but the Mopex, the Mopex do speak English. I just want to point that out. I really hoped we were going to get an explanation for how that happened. Like, we have read one of your Canterbury tales that fell into our world. Like, <laughs> This is our Bible. We speak before the great vowel shift. It shall be difficult for you. Um, and here we go. I am positive you had this uh, highlighted, but they, uh, because, you know, after the way the last chapter ended, uh, Aswenta lunged forward with a short dagger she was holding. Queen Rashinda gasped. King Treshand had a look of concern on his face. Rayshawn was able to grab the short dagger from his sister's hand and then slapped her across the face so hard yes. with the back of his hand that she fell to the floor. I certainly had it. I was like, is this, so this is a new? Well, no, not new. This, so I, I, have, I went back and isolated oh, some right, passages. Oh, that's right. That's right. There was slaps. The Blackwoodsbury beast that William was battling slapped him across the face okay, so hard that right. William flew up in the air <laughs> away from them. The sorceress got up from her throne and walked slowly over to Jonathan. She bent down and slapped Jonathan across That's the face. That's right. Okay. She slapped Jonathan again and then pushed him down to the cold floor. So it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, it's... I, I, I forgot that it was. I, 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 in the back of my mind, I was like, I think maybe. I don't know. It's incredible. Uh, here's one of those, if you were trying to write bad, we've talked about this a lot, you couldn't do this. Here it is. The prince and princess bowed their heads to one another as a sign of respect, even though they didn't trust each other and had absolutely no respect for one another. (laughs) You just, if you did that and you were like writing a bad book, people would go like, ah, that's a bridge too far. Don't do that. That's, that's bad. You're trying too hard. I mean, that's a new one. I don't think we noticed that, but like using the same word multiple times in a sentence is a pretty awesome way to make your writing much worse. Yes. Mm. Um, uh, the king finally speaks, and I would like you to, I'll, I'll play the king, and could you just respond like a normal human? Okay. Are you ready? This is so. Not, what before... he's not, not what's in the book, just as a normal human would. Yeah, you okay. respond normally, okay. and I'll just read, because this is one contiguous thing. It does not get interrupted. Okay. Who are you and what are you doing here? No, oh, hey, I'm uh, from London. How did you get here? Oh, well, we followed a map. This place is the land of the Mopac. Yeah, we no, we had a map. You were never supposed to find our kingdom and civilization. Well, I guess we... We cannot one. risk others of your kind finding us. Okay, well, we hadn't thought about... I must protect my kingdom and my people. Sure, that's a king's job. Now that you know where we are, you can never leave. I, I, I want my own. All of you must stay here in the Mopec kingdom forever. Oh, my God. What are you Do t- not be afraid. Oh, okay. 
You will not be treated as prisoners. Oh, well, that's a positive. We are not animals in the kingdom of the Mopac. Didn't say a word, but the authors We might are have... civilized and honorable people. That's, I mean, sure. As long as you obey our rules and do not try to escape your stay here, it will be a pleasant one. Okay, I, if I could just get a Let word Let me in. warn you that if you disobey me or my kingdom's laws in any way... You will regret it. Getting a lot of mixed messages here from this your tone and your and your you asked you asked the whole thing with annoyance. That was uh, not quite a block of text to ask with annoyance. Oh, that one made me, that delighted me too. The king is getting yanked in a bunch of different directions. There, he really is. You must stay here forever. Don't be afraid. King, there's like two uh, you know royal physicians behind him with like you know. Checking his humors as he's speaking. Like, I think you're too bilious. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> or he's just imagining a, a worm tongue whispering all those things to him before he says yes. them. Now say this, sir. But that doesn't make any sense. Just say it. <laughs> Should I let them respond? No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's after they've been brought in by Nadur, who I believe is the head of the Mopek warriors. Yes. Um, and then she introduces them. He, he says, he, he specifies that his daughter is also 18 years old herself as like a way of relating to the teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there's all sorts of like maidens, like Lily and Ebony. And, oh my God. <laughs> and maiden Lily says, you three ladies must be dressed in the appropriate... So this is uh, um, two Nigerian girls. I don't remember. I forget their names. And then, uh, and then... Lily and Ebony, right? And then the two... Yes. Uh, Akita. Yeah. Akita right. and then the... And, and Emily, what's the daughter's name? Emily, uh, I forget. Rebecca, I Rebecca, don't know. yes, it's Rebecca. I think that's also the name of the girl in Antigua. <laughs> okay. Um, so she says to her, uh, Akita, and then the other um, woman, uh, geez, I lost my place. Oh, yeah. You must be dressed in the appropriate attire while you're visiting us here in the land of the Mopec. What you are wearing and the way you smell is simply not acceptable. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It is just absolutely unacceptable. It's like, they go, they go on about this. Like, oh my god, you smell like jungle animals. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to lie to them? What they're wearing is unacceptable, and they smell like jungle animals, and you know it. It's like, look, we've been mumbling for <clears throat> days here. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, but before that, when they're deciding what to do with them, everyone's like weighing in, like everyone's just yelling out. So they're, you know, think 30s movies again, you know, like in a court. Like, no, we shall destroy them. We shall lock them up. And I say the... they should be made a member of our court. Wait, who said that? <laughs> uh, no, the, the queen says to them, we shall not lock them up yet or destroy them. <laughs> and they're like, wait, yet? Wait, destroy? <laughs> no one said anything about that. <laughs> no one no one had said that it was just like are we going to treat them as guests or are we going to treat them as prisoners and then she's like we shall not lock them up yet we shall destroy them i mean yet, yet is doing a lot of heavy lifting your honor <laughs> but yeah i mean you know they're a lost civilization that is willingly living down here they've got a you know it's it's you must destroy these people immediately your entire way of life is threatened like that's you have no choice Yes. Not to mention the, you know, the, the germs have already been down here. Like, that's a big problem. Oh, yeah. Itself, like, you guys are doomed. Yeah. yeah. You're doomed. Uh, uh, it, but you got the feeling, of course, of uh, Wizard of Oz, right? Like, brush, oh, brush, brush, clean, clean, clean. Uh, I was know. singing that this morning, and Lauren started singing it like 30 seconds later. I was like, why am I singing snip, snip here? I was like, because I was singing it. I was like, well, why were you singing it? 
<laughs> yeah. And a couple so they, of br- they bring them into some place. They're like, here's our giant closets. Like, you can't wear that. Uh, so they're from Lagos, right? Yeah. And then uh, she says, oh, oh, this is Atika. Okay. She says, oh, I forgot for a second. She says, your closets look like malls. Yeah. And they go, what? <laughs> what is Kiss? You know, what are malls? Oh, I forgot for a second that we were in an underground civilization, Atika said innocently. Forget I mentioned a mall. Now, look, I don't know anything about Atika, but I did not picture her, like, going to a lot of malls. <laughs> sure, true. Yeah. Is that... I, I I know nothing about her life, and I assume she lives in Lagos? Yeah. Like, I, in town? They, they, they painted a picture of her that's pretty much in line with, you know, like you said, your 30s movies. You know, you show up, you go to the market, you buy a thumb piano, and then you play the drums and dance in a town square. And he's like, oh, no, I had a cell phone. Like, like you know, yeah. you didn't mention that. You just made it sound like we were eating dirt on the floor of our hut. Yeah, no, I was going to, uh, I was doing Mean Girls at the mall, like <laughs> yeah, really. sweeping my bangs up yeah. and stuff. What I was cyberbullying people. I mean, come on. Yes. So but, anyway, but these, that was just a surprise. Forgetting that they were in an underground civilization does not speak well of her, uh, of her yeah, book, book learning ability. And maybe that's why uh, Andy Weir kept reminding everyone about the gravity on Mars is because uh, people do tend to forget when they've entered underground civilizations. That's true, yeah. But because the next sentence then is Rebecca says, I guess you maidens haven't heard of televisions, computers, cell phones, or texting either, have you? And it is jarring just, you know, the guy was blogging earlier, but just the, the texting and cell phones existing in the Ellis' sphere is a very jarring thing because the books never have <laughs> them, you know? So it just is the fact that this was like, you know, the iPhone had been rolled out a couple years before this is a... Uh, it, it, it seems anachronistic. It does. Uh, I will, ag- uh, again, only from the pens of Larry and Denise. I assume they write in longhand. Uh, come, girls, follow us. You must bathe first before you dress. If the king smells you during the evening meal, he might lose his appetite, Lily said rudely. Lily, you're being so rude today, Ebony said. <laughs> if you tried to do that, like... You know, people are going to do that in real and fancy, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to bite. Yeah. I'm going to bite on it. I know, because all the rules are, are off the table. Yeah. Just when you thought you knew all the answers, they changed the questions. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like, though, that they, like Akita is, you know, she, she's this is better than shopping at the mall. This is the most beautiful and biggest closet I've ever seen in my life. It's like 50 closets rolled into one. <laughs> this is their takeaway from uh, something that no one on earth has ever seen aside from the people who live here. It's pretty great. <laughs> Um, but yeah they get bathed they get manicures and pedicures no word about what's happening to the uh, boys in this group they're probably just like flipping baseball cards or something they give him a can of you know skull and they're just like (laughs) sitting around uh, waiting for the girls to come back i thought that was very that was quite jarring because i'm like all right where's the cut to the guys you know like doing this like no it never happens we just spend a bunch of time with the with the teens, teen girls getting uh, cleaned up and getting new closets and clothes. Larry probably wrote about like Donovan showing on like a, a Mopec dirty magazine and Denise was like, that was a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a good one. This was uh, very similar to the snake length. As the girls were being groomed by the maidens, a strange young woman yes. around, around 23 years old walked into the bathing <laughs> chamber. <laughs> And uh, she was the most beautiful woman in all of the land of the Mopex. She looked like an African goddess. So I wondered, did she look like uh, Tawarit, the uh, hippo protector of mothers and children um, in Egyptian <laughs> mythology? Like, is is that the goddess she looked like? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this is a weird moment too, because also in all the land of Mopac, like we we've been here five minutes. How, <laughs> yes, how big yeah. is the land of Mopac? <laughs> how many? Like, what is the population? Which we actually get. We to, do get. So that yeah. is amazing. It is. It is surprising too. I'd it say. is quite surprising. But this uh, this hot twenty three ish woman walks over to the bathing pool and said sarcastically, "Well, what do we have here? <laughs> do Do you really want to know?" I... <laughs> Uh, but she is evidently some sort of, uh, they call her a witch. She says, you don't want to anger me. You wouldn't want me to turn you into a toad. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. And then once she left, she's Il- Isabella. Once uh, she left, Lily says loudly in hopes of her hearing that witch one day, she's going to get what's coming to her. Who does she think she is? And why is she talking as though Prince Rayshon is the king? Ebony asked angrily. King Trishond is still alive and makes the law of our kingdom. She acts as though she is the princess of the kingdom, Lily said sarcastically. Princess Aswenta is the two princess. She's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, Rebecca said with admiration. Like, hey, Rebecca, keep up with this here. <laughs> Not something to be fawning over. She, she like, drinks the blood of infants. What? Wh- why are you, yeah. are you... Did you not hear what I just said? They lay it on thick about her. Uh, stay far, far away from that one. There is not one good bone in her pretty little body. She is dangerous. Don't let her beauty fool you. She has an evil heart, and her beauty hides her wickedness. Never believe anything she says and never trust her. She is a liar. She will lie to you and try to twist your thoughts. Do not trust her. Believe what I say. She cannot be trusted. Stay far away from her. Okay. Okay. Meow. Glad you've sharpened my fingers into claws with that pedicure here. Because they're coming out. That's a, uh, a Norm MacDonald moment. I do not trust her. She will twist. I mean, this guy is a real <laughs> jerk. <laughs> um, and then this is, okay, finally, we get to it. Chekhov's Rebels. Oh, yeah. This is nice. That's not nice for a young lady to say. You sound like one of the rebels that live out in the jungle. <laughs> World building. <Yes. laughs> We get a little wow. bit more about those later, but that's just, yeah, a tossed off reference to the rebels to a, uh, the girl they just gave a pedicure to. That was so good. Yes. Uh, they're feeding them a feast, um, and they're all very hungry because it says it had been a long journey. Which uh, It had been hours since they had had a decent meal. <laughs> so they were eating like pigs. It had been hours? I, I, don't we all go many hours <laughs> before eating a meal? <laughs> good point. <laughs> Good point. I don't think that's the, it's how many hours. Just like, say days. I mean, that would yes. negate the fact that they seem to have traversed Africa. And yeah, but you said they yes. eat like pigs. That's what Prince Rayshon said angrily. These guests eat like pigs. So the land of the Mopec is well aware of uh, of swine. They have uh, yes. So they keep them and they use the same phrase. Yes. So okay. Um, and then we get introduced to the other Timothy of the book, Sharkwheel. Oh, my God. I'm so excited <laughs> for the story arc of Shark Wheel. I have to imagine. I mean, Larry uh, is a Florida man. He could have been fans of the uh, the magic when uh, when Shaquille O'Neal played on them. So this could have been just <laughs> That's a, what I was a little tribute. <laughs> Shark Wheel saw Billy as a threat because Billy was from another world. And he felt, I assume that means Shaquille, that the princess might be intrigued with that. 
Sharquil kept looking over at Billy with an angry expression on his face. Uh, and Sharquil is 19, and uh, so he's got two oh, years okay. on Billy. And so in this book, that means like status. But uh, So he's probably been to four periods. <laughs> Uh, but you know, but Bill, Charquille, you know, Aswenta says to Charquille, like, don't worry about anything. I don't want any trouble. He says, okay, I won't. And Billy looked at the two of them and realized they had a special bond that couldn't be broken by anyone, not even him. I, I, like that's uh, way what? way more intuition that I've been giving Billy credit for. Like he seemed like kind of a not dim even bulb. Him. Like, yeah. Yes, I was like, Billy, you suck. Like, yes, we all agree, you suck. Like Billy couldn't sway any, I, no, not even Billy. <laughs> Billy, yeah, this him, guy, blogger, egg, <laughs> no. So they, uh, after the feast is done, like they are in sleeping chambers, but there are. Um, it says uh, Thomas wakes up, the younger guy. Billy and Adam were asleep, and there were no warriors guarding the entrance into their resting chambers at this time. So there had been warriors guarding them, but they just they they took a break yeah. or something. Uh, he walks around and sees statues of knights in shining armor. So I, had, I didn't look into whether, you know, European-style King Arthur knights in shining armor were widespread in Africa, but I'm, I, I'm guessing they want us to imagine what we're all thinking of when we see when we hear that sure. phrase. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, he, but then he gets caught by Nadur, the head of Mopex security, or the head warrior. Yeah, the head warrior of the Mopek, not to be confused with the head centaur of the unicorns. <laughs> yes, um, and then oh, he just sort of dresses Thomas down um, for for wandering around, and he uh, he puts him on the ground and uh, pulled out a sword and pointed it at oh, okay. him, which leads me to this uh, sonic challenge for you. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. This is after Nadur points a sword at him. Okay. Thomas said sarcastically. All right, all right. Goodness, you don't have to be so nasty about it. So you have to say those words sarcastically. All right, all right. Goodness, you don't have to be so nasty about it. I think that's got the sarcastic filter on pretty well. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, so the next day, Sharquille... Uh, Sharquil uh, asks sarcastically, Billy, can you handle a sword? This is so bizarre. What the hell does Billy know or care about Sharquil's habits? Because here, here, here's how it starts. Okay. Billy walked into the courtyard and asked, Sharquil, what are you doing out here? <laughs> what? Sharquil asked, and I think this is sensible, what do you care? <laughs> And then he, Billy answers, well, I really don't care. I was just walking by and I saw you. Look, man, I know we got off on the wrong what? foot. I'm just trying to, like, reset things. So, like. What are you doing out here? Like, uh, uh, I, I spend every day here. Yeah. Have How long? How old? Oh, you just got here. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? What am I doing out here? This is a 19-year-old thing you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, so then they go into a. Well, a he says, "Billy, can you handle a sword?" And Billy said, "Yes, I've handled swords once or twice before." Which uh, you know, we're just getting things revealed uh, very quickly here. Billy has uh, intuition about relationships, and he's taken classes in sword fighting, so he was pretty good at it. And I guess they were rich, 
you know, they live in a mansion, so maybe they have time for like, you know, elitist hobbies like that. Uh, he probably plays polo or something too. Do you think that uh, Ms. Pendleton was like setting those, you know, things up? Like, <laughs> it's time for the sword fighting practice for you. Grab your pay. That's how I prison people in the basement. Don't look at me sarcastically. I know your type. Uh, but uh, Charquille was able to knock Billy's sword right out of his hand. Billy tripped and fell backwards. So his, his, his lessons, um, they hopefully did not uh, pay the full price for them. It was like a group on at the learning annex or something. Right. So then he gets, um, he's laying on the ground. Aswenta comes up. Princess Aswenta. Princess, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? He's like, no, I'm fine. Don't worry. And then she like picks him up and they walk like hand in hand or something. After Sharquille was just like, I'll kill you. She means a lot to me. She means more than you'll ever know, stranger from the outside world. Stay out of my way, Billy. <laughs> she gently held on to Billy's arm. So that's the first thing he does is he walks off with her like alone unless she's making eyes at him. And she says this, which is uh, very funny. Like, uh, you know, Billy, there's a lot of history surrounding the land of Mopac. We're a proud people. We hold the memory of our... And he's like, I, 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 don't, I don't really care. I've just been hanging out eating like a pig. And, um, <laughs> I've never been on a date before. You just touched my arm. So I have like, yes, you know, as horny like, as possible just, right now. Yeah, there's a, you know, I'm pitching a tent. <laughs> I, I don't really... Yeah. Do not let Sharquille see that. <laughs> uh, but like, she does fill him in on some background because Billy asks um, these following questions. Uh, I've seen some of your dancers. They are very beautiful. I also saw you dance last night, princess. You dance well. Who are the Mopex? Where did you come from? How long has your civilization been hiding underneath the ground? Why is your kingdom underneath our world? How many Mopex live here in the kingdom of the Mopex? How did you end up within the pyramid of the Mopex? And, and so she says, I mean, to her credit, she says, slow down. You're asking me too many questions at once, which is like a little self-awareness. But she says, uh, the Mopex civilization has always been here. Eswenta said informatively. <laughs> <laughs> this is bananas. Then it goes on. We were around when the dinosaurs roamed freely over the earth. Uh-huh. We were around when the Ice Age destroyed some of them. Didn't happen. <laughs> and the giant rocks from the heavens destroyed many more. We were here when the pharaohs and ancient kings had the pyramids built. I love the passive language. (laughs) In Egypt and Africa. Egypt and Africa. Yes. Egypt and (laughs) Africa. We have been here during your droughts. Shades of, uh, you know, Star Trek there. Your droughts. (laughs) Volcanic eruptions. Floods and fierce storms. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we've gotten your runoff. We know what's going on up there. Rebecca told me that your parents were archaeologists, which is a word we use. I'm sure do it, during their adventures, they've come across a dinosaur or two in the pyramids. <laughs> I, I was going to, I just said, I'm going to post this on a uh, forum and just like, you know, as myself and just see how many people are like, thumbs up. <laughs> you mean to an archaeology forum? Yeah, seriously, guys, uh, they were around when the Ice Age destroyed some of the dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, you guys know the dinosaurs have been found in a few of the pyramids. And see how many people, most people will be like, who the hell is this? But um, be Mods, Banhammer like, much? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to look it up. It's estimated that uh, dinosaurs died 63 million years before the Ice Age. Uh, so that's just Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, she just spills that all. I just thought it was banana. There's a lot of, wow, you could build a conspiracy over any one of the things she said. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, uh, you know, if uh, if Larry's a sort of ancient aliens conspiracy guy thinking that there's dinosaurs <laughs> in the pyramids, that's where they keep them. I mean, this just makes sense. You think it's just gold in there? The dinosaurs are there to protect the gold. That's what they're for there. Otherwise, people just go in and steal the gold. So who's that guy he cracked up uh, Tootin' Commons, like, right? And then he just steals, he steals, like, the gold mask and everything. What if there had been a dinosaur in there? He would have eaten that that guy, the British guy who took the mask of Tootin' Commons. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> I wonder if the dinosaurs are cursed, too, because those mummies are cursed. Like, what if you went in there and, and stole the thing and then it made... It made like Jimmy Buffett music sound like, uh, you know, it's made it sound like a bad music. That would be. Larry, Larry. Oh, Oh, Larry gets slapped so hard he falls to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine trying to write this book. I'm sorry, Denise. (laughs) I'm sorry. Just put the dinosaurs in the pyramids. I love you. I love you. Oh, God. Uh, So here's now how they break down. Um, uh, the population, which is important. Oh. He says, how many people live here in the world? She thought about it, it for a few seconds <laughs> and then said, let me see. We have hundreds of teenagers living here in the kingdom because teenagers, it's like Poochie. Every, every, if he's not on screen, all the other characters have to say, where's Poochie? Where are the teenagers and how many? Several hundred teenagers, several thousand adults, and about 100 people in my family court. And don't forget all the Mopec warriors protecting our land. So to answer your question, I have no idea how many people live here. Um, and then, what's your wild guess? I I pegged it at a a guess at this point because she does give an answer later. Oh, she does. Yes, yes. in our in our reading. Yes. So what did, oh, what did shoot. you guess? Shoot, I guess thirty five hundred. Okay. Well, she says there's almost three thousand Mopex living here. The kingdom of the Mopex is larger than you imagined. It's like. Oh, well, is that including the rebels? That's what I was... I was kind of including okay, the rebels. Okay, so you thought it might be 500 rebels? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, she says there are... Not bad. Well, she just says there are several Mopec men and women who have been banished from the kingdom for serious crimes against the society. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, I hope they're just jaw-droppingly awful crimes. Um, and so... But yeah, that's the, uh, that's the thing. And it's like 3,000... <coughs> excuse me. If you've been around since the dinosaurs, the, uh, the inbreeding... It's got to have yeah. taken some pretty serious tolls down here. Um, you know, I guess Isabella is super hot, but like everyone else is just like, oh, yeah, don't uh, don't look at that guy. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, teeth like Indian corn. It's just like, uh. um, oh, here's the this is another theory that I want to post on a forum because this is the explanation. So like, why? What? What's what? You know, why don't you just, you know, climb a ladder, right? Come up to our world mm-hmm. and and hang out. Most of you are pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of teenagers. That'd be fun. Yeah. Teenagers love sneaking out. Yeah, you go to the mall and stuff. Uh, and then, because of greed from your kind, it became increasingly obvious that we needed to keep your kind eh, <laughs> out of our world. It was necessary to close the entranceway into our world for our very survival. Also, oh, okay. <laughs> There are the dinosaurs which we needed to keep from reaching your world. That is the third reason why we built the pyramid. Billy, you and your friends should have never come here. You have put the inhabitants of both our worlds in danger. Uh, that is so there are three reasons. It was and, uh, so when they're building the pyramids 
And, uh, you know, the guy, the engineer, he's like flipping over the papyrus, like, uh, guys, guys, can we focus <laughs> on just locking the dinosaurs in to the pyramid? Yeah. I feel like we're getting, we're, we're putting too much polish on the outside granite the, that uh, lays on the, you know, yeah. and too much on the chambers of the kings. Let's do the dinosaur thing. It's number three on our list. Come on, guys. Look, I will build both. Of the, I would build both of these if you need me to it's in my interest to charge as much as possible but like i shouldn't be saying this if you can keep dinosaurs in that's going to keep people out uh just just from a from a, a, a bigness standpoint dinosaurs well we if they can't get through the door people can't get through the door uh just i i'm just saying it you, i can do it if you want me to it's just going to cost you a lot extra money you don't need to spend down here right he's he's knocking on the side of one of the pyramids like i i mean, I mean I could build it for I think it is dinosaur proof. <laughs> I would love to sell you another one. But, uh, you know, you have that middle chamber. You're going to get a little, you know, you're going to get a dinosaur. He's going to wander up into that chamber. But I don't think he's going to get out. Also, so we're good? Yeah. Yeah, no, we're yeah, good. I'll well, send the invoice. But also, so they, they exile the, uh, the rebels for serious crimes against society. And they all have a law uh, uh, against leaving the kingdom. The rebels have been exiled to the jungle, which I guess is part of the kingdom. But which has a sun? They said there there was a sun earlier. Oh, that beats down on the really? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know they're anyway, serving yeah. this food. I don't know how they you know they don't get rickets or whatever from vitamin D deficiencies or something. But some, right. somehow it's working for them down here. Uh, but it says, yeah, it's against our law. No one's allowed to enter the kingdom. Even the rebels who live in the jungle know not to attempt to leave this world and enter into yours. It's taboo. Um, millions of years ago, though, our people used to travel back and forth between our worlds. So it just, you know, if the rebels are committing serious crimes against our society and then they've been exiled, it seems like they might not be obeying, you know, these sort of cultural taboos or laws anymore once they've been, uh, you know, kicked out for mass murdering or whatever they've done. Yeah, like... Um, not super trustworthy. Wh- what are you doing? We have a law against what you're doing. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I ate I, a guy, so like, I don't I, really. I live in a skin tent. Yeah, uh, obey your laws. I really, it's yeah, I'm, I don't kind of a pariah if you uh, if you if I can be self-deprecating. Yeah. So when uh, some outsiders come down here, if I get one of them. Yeah, I'm going to eat his butt cheek. I'm not, I'm not going to. Let's not mince words about this. Yeah, it's like it's the it, tenderest part. It's so, so it's like they're rebels. What do they rebel against? Or a policy of not murdering? It's like they didn't. They didn't really lead an <laughs> uprising. They uh, they just like committed <laughs> horrible crimes against humanity. That would be great if there were rebels about. You know, it's like this huge taxation thing. Like, <laughs> I was the most prosperous <laughs> closet maker in all of Mopac, yeah. and all of a sudden I got taxed like ninety-seven percent. I couldn't even feed my family, <laughs> so I said something against it, and I was I was cast yeah, out. It was a personal grudge by King, you know, Arthur or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, he didn't he didn't charge anyone else that tax. He like just put it on me. Yeah. It was it was racist, you know. His sure, yes. Our great 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 grandfathers are the same guy. However, uh, probably our great grandfather <laughs> right. too. But like, he if you go back seven greats, you know, we come from a different stem. So he's racist against that side of the family. <laughs> it's a real Hatfield McCoy kind of thing. Uh, and then, uh, uh, but but it it all ends. Do you want to wrap it up with the ending? Yeah, she just sort of says like, um, you know, we should have never looked for this. We're so sorry. Um, yes, uh, but she says like also. Um, I'm scared for all of us because 
our way of life will be threatened now that the outside world has come here. I'm scared for all of us. And Billy gave Princess Aswenta a hug. <laughs> At that moment, Billy wished he had never come to the land of Mopac. So bad hug, I guess. Yeah, oh, clammy. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think there'd be so much back fat. Yeah, for as much okay. time as you all spent in that spa, that is some pretty strong ogre, odor here. That's Ooh. That's, yeah, you said I eat like a pig. You smell like a pig. Ooh, starting to realize Brittany was giving off some strong signals, climbing into my bedroom window, and maybe should have <laughs> taken her up because she's clearly named Brittany because she looks like Brittany Spears. Because that's what Larry was thinking about. And ha, I'm <laughs> gonna die ever having gone on a date stabbed by Shark Wheel. Uh, I, I, could I tell you one thing? This no one will know who this person is, so I'm going to tell this. I was in a, I was doing a shoot once, and I was with a production guy, and we were driving somewhere. Just he and I, a guy. He was a little bit younger than I, but he goes like, "I got to tell you something, man. I, I love Britney Spears." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what? You mean the the team? This was at a time when she was probably still like 19 or 20 or yeah. something." like the the one who sings the yeah she just makes me happy man <laughs> and i'm like I, I, oh i gotta stop and get some gas and then we can go on and then we get back in the car and he goes like look i, I don't want you to get the wrong <laughs> idea i'm like would you stop talking about britney spears he realized he had dug a bit of a hole there he's like how do i get my way out of this he's like she just i don't know she just makes me happy i'm like look i i, I uh, <laughs> What do you what do you expect for today's shoot? It's gonna be a rough one, huh? Like, oh my god, He's weeping by the end. Don't tell my wife. Don't tell my kids. Oh, uh, and then it continued. Then the next day, he was like, well, "I don't, I don't want you to get the wrong idea." It's like, look, just stop, stop, just stop. That man's name was Larry uh, Ellis. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's I'm, a, I'm gonna go write a book with my easy wife. Easy thing now. to keep to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Wow, uh, what a journey. All right. Wow, I'm sorry we went long, but that was amazing. Yeah. Let's let's do some dumb sentences very quickly. There's maybe a few we missed. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big. Dumb big. sentences. Uh, well, some of these will be highlight reel too, because Jeffrey, John, and Michael all submitted the prince and princess browed their head to another as a sign of respect, even though they didn't trust each other and had absolutely no respect for one another. Okay. <laughs> Brad submitted, as they walked, Babatunde said, this country of ours, Africa, is famous for music. George submitted the teens were finally at the Nile River which <laughs> finally Mike submitted an ancient civilization is alive today Elizabeth responded with disbelief and he said she probably disbelieved it because it's inherently contradictory if it's alive today it is not ancient uh, Augusta submitted I know the exact area of the Nile River you're referring to oh uh, the, the, that the map is referring to and he you know, pointed out again the uh, the distance that they are from the side of the continent. Uh, Jay submitted, hopefully it leads to the lost civilization of the Mopec, Samira said with hope. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. Mike T said, Thomas said sarcastically, Rebecca, you look like a bull on a diet. He said he pulled his car over after that sentence. Uh, oh, maybe he's kidding. That's when I pulled the car over and screamed bloody murder at Thomas and Rebecca. I was like, how did he get an audio book of this? Uh, Josh submitted... Uh, Oh, wait. 
No, he. That's the whole thing of like, are you hanging out tonight? I'm not reading four sentences. What dumb sentence of the week? Steve oh, yes. submitted. They played drums, bongos, and all kinds of interesting instruments. <laughs> he said, "I like to think the other interesting instruments were theremins, glockenspiels, and hurdy gurdies." <laughs> Cynthia, Cynthia submitted the all-time postscript. Also, there are dinosaurs which we needed to keep from reaching your world. Um, Amy submitted. I have several backpacks full of food, water, flashlights, and batteries. Uh, she said very dumb because they didn't pack any knickknacks, tarps, or fuzzies. <laughs> so the expedition is doomed. And I was like, oh, man, a Charles E. Harris Ellis crossover would be uh, too much for this podcast to handle. Uh, Harrison submitted, what he doesn't know won't hurt me. He likes the new twist on the old saying. And that seems like a Larry motto. Uh, Mandy submitted, she reminds me of a 19th century widow from Scotland offering tea and cookies for guests while at the same time poisoning children in the basement. She said, is this, is this a story I should know about? Who is this in reference to? That was mine. Like, what is the specificity here? <laughs> oh, Carson also submitted this country of ours, Africa. Uh, Trevor submitted both he and Elizabeth knew that this particular pharaoh must have been a man of great, of significant wealth and had great power. Alejandro submitted, you are handsome and a hot guy. He said it's the closest thing we get to any description of what the teens look like. Um, everyone except, yeah, Isabella, right, is not described as anything. There, no one, she's uh, the right. woman. Uh, Claudine submitted, Antony and Elizabeth had traveled the world from Antarctica to India to Africa to Egypt and more. She's said several dumb things at once, but one that stands out the most is how Egypt seems to not be a part of Africa in this universe. I think, I think we all know, like, why they don't think... They, they think of Egypt and they're thinking of guys in turbans or, you yes. know, and Africa is, you know, they're not. <laughs> we all know yes. what's going on there. We know what's going on. Uh, not even turbans, like those, like, you know, a sheik or whatever. Um, yes. Uh, uh, an oil baron. Janelle submitted, uh, no, Janelle submitted like four sentences. We're not reading that. Um, uh, Amanda and Olivia. I am sure during their adventures they have come across a dinosaur or two in the pyramids. <laughs> Uh, she said, you've talked about careless of courses and obviously's before, like the ice cream bunny, of course. But now we can add, <laughs> I'm sure, to the list. Um, Jackson submitted, Sharkeel saw Billy as a threat because Billy was from another world and he felt that the princess might be intrigued with that. Uh, Christine, she said sarcastically, enjoy your stay here, young visitors. And she wanted to say, uh, "I want." it's unusual to send a competent sentence of the week, but I really wanted to commend Larry and or Denise for this. Of the so far 33 instances of the word sarcastically, it's the only one that's been used sarcastically correctly. <laughs> yes. And Balaji submitted, the teens were forced back to their feet by the Mopek warriors and then through the jungle of the land of the Mopek right to the kingdom of their king. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Yeah, so land of the Mopec, different than the kingdom of the Mopec. We'll have to parse that out. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even note that. Wow. So. Uh, I have mine is after all of that. This is pretty tame, but it made me laugh. Uh, she walked over to the plant and almost placed her hand on it. <laughs> it's just a weird. Yeah. How do How do you know when someone almost does something? <laughs> and that's the carnivorous. Uh, um, Venus flytrap that almost bites her? Yeah, that's the Venus flytrap, yes. Uh, I will submit um, the 16s backed up slowly and walked away from the gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> In isolation, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, perfect. 
Um, well, I think that's it for that. We'll have to look up what the assignment is. I didn't calculate it ahead of time. But thank you, everybody. Thanks to everyone who helped make us find the book in the first place. Um, this is going to be a blast. What a joy. Thanks, everyone.